You know your car's outside, right? What? Your car's running outside. I mean, my car is outside because I parked it outside earlier. I'm just shocked that you have a car. I mean, I've had a car for some time now. You know that. No. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I didn't think you were a functioning adult. I have a car. Functional enough to get a car. Are you suggesting that I came into this house and didn't turn off my car? Yes. Because I can hear it running right now. What if I were to tell you... You even left your door open. What if I tell? What if I were to tell you that not only are we in the middle of a podcast that you pressed recording on and started a bit in which my car is running outside, I told you that I actually did that. Oh, that, there it goes. Oh, shit, no! Oh, oh man! Fuck. You left your car running with the door open. Well, you know, here's the thing. I did leave my car running yesterday and we can pretend that that's a joke but it might actually be true oh, wait, what hey hey that was a scooter hey hey it's gone it's it, it's gone how did they steal my Cadillac converter and then drive back up my street you mean your catalytic converter sure I don't know what it is they know they want to steal them it's to help make meth well, can I have some of the meth then? I, I don't make the meth. I'm I just know I'm that's producer. the case because my brother's been around. Oh. Well, what if I were to tell you that, joking or not, I did actually leave my car running yesterday and didn't find out until I went back into my oh, car. Oh, so it's like when we recorded Milk Money. Uh, mm, that was the lights. That was the lights. Well, same effect. This was... Uh, the. Because that car had a key, and this car has a button. And sometimes... These keys! <laughs> okay, so that's embarrassing. I didn't know you had my keys. And so that tells me that I thought I drove my car here and brought the keys in, but it turns out I probably left the door open and dropped the keys. They are still missing your car keys. So you did leave your car. That means at some point when they're driving down the road, they'll reach the level in which the range of that key works and it'll stop. It'll okay. stop immediately at 60 miles per hour and kill whoever's inside. So so what you're saying is the bomb is active. There's no bomb in the car. It's just inertia. Inertia will kill them. So explain it to me like I'm five. All right. Chris, sit down. Do you need your diaper changed? Have a sucker. <laughs> Did you watch your pound puppies? Did you get your episode of Bluey in? Yes, I watched my pussy pounders. Okay, that's... Oh, I told you to get a my iPad, but there you go. We got to make sure we know whose iPad is whose. Um, anyway, that probably didn't leave any lasting memory in five-year-old Chris. Nope! Okay, five-year-old Chris, I'm going to explain something to you real quick. If you... Do you know what a car is? I know what a car is. Okay, you know what car is. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, so you know when a when a person is driving a car, and uh, they're you know that, that's what can I open my eyes now? I never said you couldn't. Five year olds could totally open their eyes. What the fuck are you doing? But act normal. What you, act like a normal. Okay. Are you, you don't give me uh, the the white little thing yet. The white little thing in the diaper. Here's your diaper. I'm gonna put your no. The thing that I swallow. Oh God. Okay. You want white stuff to swallow? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> um, 
I feel like you'd be on a list. Could you be a little bit more specific about what you need? What make me go sleep sleep? Okay, that okay. I'm not Bill Cosby over here. This is getting. This is. I don't know what this kid wants. Kids say the darndest things. I guess. What What do you? What? Okay, this thing that makes you go sleep sleep. Yeah. Uh, what? Okay, Jabila, is it a food of any kind? Is it mashed potatoes? Is that what you want? Is it ice cream? Oh God! Did he? Did he? Ah! Uh, did he? Did he walk? Kid? Okay, kid. Yeah, yeah. I told is this, you. Is this, this your kid? I told you to stay. Michael. In the car. Michael Rose. I told you to stay in the car. Michael okay. Rose, no, that's your don't, kid? don't. <laughs> is this Michael don't, Rose? Don't mention I've that name. Do not mention before. I do not that. mention that's that name. So nice to meet you. Do not you. mention that name. I will Mr. kick your Rose, ass. Mr. Rose, I'm so gay. Do not ever mention that name. I've been, I will I've known your son for so long. You gonna tell me? You gonna talk to me like that? Now, yeah. First let me all, let me take, take care of this. Okay. Let me you right now and take a real big puff of this real quick. Let me no, shut up. Get that get that thing away from me. Huh? Get that thing away. From me. Dad, what are you doing? Why are we here? Why, why are you bringing oh my, my God. little brother? Chris has now woken. Okay, okay, okay. Is this your older brother, Chris? I've never I've never met this guy. What's your name? I'm not related to any of these motherfuckers, and you know what you're fucking with me. Okay, so who's this guy? Who's this tall drink of water? Why do you just call me? I no, you're different. You're not the same guy who was just talking. Ha ha, that guy has It's the car stall Chris, <laughs> Chris, we'll get you your white stuff in your mouth soon. Let me just Why are you talking to him like it's me? It's not me. Who's the kid? Who's the five-year-old that I have to explain like what this car thing is? I'm trying to explain how to kill a human being with inertia in a car to a five-year-old version of my good friend and his fake dad and his other person is in here and I don't know who's who. I don't know. All I know is that he came out of Peter's new desk. Oh, shit. Damn, we haven't established that yet. They're yes, and now we have. They're bringing in an entire desk into the podcast. They were here for that. Yes, and now we have. <laughs> okay, that doesn't make it any less jarring when you say that now we've done it. But there you go. There's a desk that we brought in that's different than Peter's. It's a new desk. And apparently had these... Tiny little child in here. Who's these? Did all the people come out of this. Did you just call me tiny? Yeah, you're five years old compared to a normal adult. We're bigger than you. Most Go fuck yourself. I will once I'm done. But you need to just shut up, or else I just tell me what white stuff I need in your mouth. Okay. That doesn't go in your mouth. What a five year old. I I just. <laughs> no, it's just how I do it. I do it by a spoonful. Okay, that is still not good. You wouldn't. You'd have a terrible throat. You wouldn't be able to talk. Dad, have you been a mustache again? Okay, who is who? I don't know who's who. Is the little five-year-old a dad now? I don't know what's going on. Up, uh, kid just ran out the door. <laughs> who's the kid? And he's my kid. What are you talking about? Michael. Rose? My kid. Who is no? Stop bringing up that fucking name. <laughs> Not Will Smith. Okay, well, that, but it's the best opportunity to. Also, you ruined it. You ruined it. You ruined it. Well, yes, I've explained the joke. Also, this isn't a bit. This is me legitimately getting mad. I'm sorry. I just expected the moment I said Michael Rose that you would have said the line that Will Smith says. So if I just said Michael Rose enough, Michael Rose. Dad, can we go home now? I'm pretty hungry. It's it's stupid. Who the fuck is this guy? I'm trying to make this stranger quote Will Smith smacking Chris Rock, and I can't get it to do it. I have too many Chris's in the room. Everybody hate Chris. Alright, I'm gonna get out of here. Who the fuck are you? I'm gonna get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You question every movie we watch. I fucking hate you with your titles back. God damn it. Anyway, 
if you've got somebody in your car and you're driving whatever a car is, you know what that is. If you put a person in a car and they've stolen your car, at some point when the key is out of the experience, you totally make sure that it goes fast enough and then cuts in that distance and then the inertia will kill them. They'll just smash against that window and they'll die. Every bone in their body will just split right through and they will no longer be able to thieve cars again. Anyway. Um, who are you talking to out there? You know, I had to really smooth things over with them. They're not very happy about the kid being in the desk. Um, we got the desk here. We didn't put him in the desk. No, it's they. Th that's what they think. They think we put the kid in the desk. How'd they even get here? Were they in the desk too? No, they were in your car that just drove off. That Okay, so wait. They drove off with my car and then came back here without my car to complain about a child in a desk that was in Peter's thing that we didn't establish at all. You just whipped it out of here like your penis. And I'm just wondering why they would come back without your car to complain about their child. Why is this the most car. maddening thing on this show out of the five and a half years we've been doing this? Because this it's is also driving entertaining. you entertaining. We didn't say it wasn't fun. I, listen, you're going to have to pay up like with like a steak dinner or what something. What are you fucking talking about? Somebody stole my car and there's a five-year-old popping out of Peter's desk that you brought in with him. I just held the door open. And then a five-year-old child comes out here pretends to be you. I have to compl I have to somehow explain how to kill a man with a car. My uh, my phone's going off. Hold on. Let me uh... Oh, they said they uh, put a bug in the room and they can hear everything we say. Who's um, they? they uh, the family just walked in. How did they put a bug in this room? They stole my car? I don't know. Who the fuck is this family? And now we have their contacts. And we have the, if they texted you, then I can call them and ask they, them. Uh, fucking Give me your phone. No, Give me that phone. Get, Hold on one second. Sit the fuck right down. down. No, no, I got it now. I'm going to call right now. No, I'm you just pull out your own phone. Because I took a picture of the number on your phone. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Okay, okay I'm looking at it. Oh, type in one, two, three, four, five, six, fake number. It's a long number. Okay. Uh, hello? Yes? Uh-huh. There's nobody. It's on just the, line. the title of the movie. Nobody goes to. No one's playing Limbo. Titles aren't that important. Fuck that guy, man. Oh, God. <sighs> I mean, if you want to. <sighs> if you want to. You, really? He said yeah. something? No, I mean, like. He said something about me? No, so. I'm really he lonely. said that. I'm really um, he said I'm really that uh, it turns out the. Uh, it turns out the car that you bought uh, was a clown car. It was actually my mother's car that I'm borrowing because the car I bought isn't here. Your mother owned a clown car, uh, and uh, they took it back. I'm not surprised. She owned a clown car. She's a single person. She doesn't need a big car. So... Hey, there it is again! God damn it! Ugh, I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm missing my car drive-by every time. I feel like I'm in... Limbo. No, we can keep going. We don't have to stop. I'm having a great time. <laughs> and <laughs> that was great. How'd you feel about that one? Those were my favorites. That, your performance of five different You pulling people. out my dad's name just like like broke something in me for some reason. I don't even know. You literally yourself at five and then walked into the room and was like, hey son, what's wrong? Who else would you have been? 
that did not sound anything like my dad. My <laughs> That's why I did not trying That's to like point of it. stare away from that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I threw you off, man. You threw me off. Yes, I did. But then you were like, keep, keep, stop saying my fucking name. That was amazing. <laughs> and then I was so hoping you'd say the Will Smith line, and the defiance was even funnier. Um, I just want to point out, you played about four different people there for a second. You were having a pure, like, one-man show stage up here for me, and it was brilliant. No, the moment I pulled four out... Four different characters. The moment I took right my there. keys off my belt and I accidentally threw them at you, I was like, I can't... I, that was amazing. I had to go with it. <laughs> Trying to step me up and trip me up every left and right. No, I had to leave just to be like, oh my god, what the hell has happened out there? And then Peter's like, you guys okay? And this it was like, amazing. This just went... Out of control. It was amazing. I'm this has sure got out of control. I'm pretty sure they actually heard you saying what you were saying out there, but it sounded like you were talking to somebody else and not actually telling Peter we were fine. Is he washing dishes? No, he's cooking food. He's cooking their cats. Uh, that's fine. I, I, did, I don't want him to start the dishes. Anyway. So, uh, Limbo, 2020. That was great. No, you, I'm not letting that go. That was fucking fun. <laughs> That's going in the uh, 10-year anniversary uh, uh, compilation. I couldn't even think of the word. I'm so tired. I shot shot a YouTube video today. That's why I'm so just out of it right now. You did. So, yeah. I've been up since, like, maybe 7 o'clock. I don't think I've been up that long in a while. I usually take a nap in between. So my body's just like, we're up. That's generally that's not how I am on Sundays, but that's generally how I am most days. So yeah, I uh. Mhm. Mhm. So limbo. Limbo. Twenty twenty. Peter's choice. Peter's gonna be here soon. But yes. It was his Once he's done cooking his cats. Yes. What? You heard me. He eating up some pussy. No cat. pussy cat. I said it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't I want you. To, I didn't want to lead you astray there. I said it. I fucking said it. Who are you looking at? Anyone who might have seen me say it. The guy in the mirror. I'm talking to the man in the mirror. How did that song I'm not come out during our Evil Dead run? He does fight himself in the mirror in, in three movies straight. You, we just cut up our girlfriend into several pieces. And then the next time he runs into a mare, falls into several pieces, and then... And then they all jump out, and then he swallows one. And then it splits into two. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Evil um, ashes suck. So, bad wheel tonight. It's bad wheel? What? So, I don't know if we talked about this on air. What? But. What? Do you want to wait until the wheel spinning happens? And Peter's here? Well, no, Peter knows. But Peter knows, but like, do we want to have him talk about it on air? Oh yeah, the reason that the, the new the new rule yeah, it's not like has been invented. Yeah, he's not gonna pretend like he's learning for the first time. But like, I want him here for the because we actually I don't think we've all established that we're gonna do it. You were still very. I don't. Like, I just want to make sure that we were counting the cost because these fucking wheels, man. I'm counting. Let's do this. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. I don't think you're properly establishing the stakes here. Yeah, I am. I don't even think you're aware of What? What bad can come of this? 
Motherfucker, I had to sit through Zeely because we skipped the bad meal for Halloween. Yeah, but who picked Zeely? You. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to put more bad movies on the wheel? I hope the love guru just Again, like, that's, destroys that's you. I want it to destroy you. I want the worst possible movie now. Whatever, just like... I, no, you know what? I just want the most bland, nothing to say. Thank you! Nothing. Yes! That would piss you off. Yes! That would piss you off. Thank you! Yes. I mean, no! Don't do that! Oh. I mean, I'll put a bird movie on there. Thank you for knowing me. I'll put so Battleship on there. How about that? I would, we would both have a great time making fun of Battlefish. Battlefish. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit the table, Zach. <laughs> Battlefish. It's the Battle sequel. Fish. It's the sequel to Blackfish with all the orcas killing actual ships now. Um, oh no! I was thinking of Black. Battleship, I think, would be a lot of fun to make fun of. Rihanna acting and all that stuff. Yeah, that actually. Um, it they did say that. By they, you mean Rihanna? Good, because I don't know who said it. Anyway, so um, news? Did anything really happen? We have to do more research. One yeah. of us, besides Zach, has to. Be in charge Zach's of Zach's always picking things that he's excited about, but and he's looking at like announcements and stuff, sure, but like what's getting announced these days? Like Oppenheimer and Barbie are getting their revved up in marketing, that's pretty much it. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning this week. I'm seeing that Wednesday night. I'm clocking out right now. I'm clocking that right now. You're clock- so you have Wednesday night after six o'clock. Okay, so if officially is that an invitation or a statement? Both. Okay. All right, well, I don't know when exactly, but I know I'm saying it Wednesday there, night. There's a, uh, okay, so we I don't think we're butter casting. I think we're taking a break <clears> so <throat> she can do all this travel and shit. So, yeah, we, so may, we, can, we may have Wednesday open. So yeah, I'm so excited. Two, it's like 2.40, right? It's like two hours, 40 minutes. Oh, it's going to be great! Two hours and 40 minutes of uh, Christopher McQuarrie. Mm-hmm. Oh man, give me all that. And a bag of chips. I hugged the uh, the stand stand up at Willow Creek of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, and my mom looked at me weird. You love movies, man. I do. I, I love, love what I love. Yeah, man. So there's that, and then two weeks after that, it's Barbie and Oppenheimer. Barbenheimer. 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 Yeah. I mean, I do. I. There's a part of me that just wants to see those two movies just for the event of seeing those two movies. Like, that's the probably the biggest event of the year. It's such yeah. a shock from one to the other. Right. But I, again, I do love the joke about her dancing and asking if they, they're ever thinking about death. You guys ever think about death? I love that. That's enough for me to, uh, to be sold. And Ryan Gosling being funny, I'm down. I, I love funny Gosling. So it, it it invites him to make more than one uh, type of face in a movie for once. Um, I love nice guys. Yeah, I loved his flash forward days. Yeah. So anyway, um, news. I. No, no, no. Strike's still going. Yeah, we're still going. Still going. Um. Yeah, I can't. I genuinely can't. I, I mean, shows, Fuck it, I'm going to the headlines. shows are getting canceled, sure. Um, 
I'm sure an actor or two has died. Dark like who, out. Who? Alan Arkin passed away. Alan Arkin! <clears throat> Argo, fuck yourself. Argo, fuck yourself. A little bit of sunshine. One Oscar. My mother loves the movie In-Laws. And when he serpentines. It's very funny. Very, very funny man. Very funny man. Very, very funny man. Very, very, very funny man? Very funny man. Hmm. You were watching Glenn Gary Glenn Ross like yes. a while ago. Yes. They did it on rewatchables and I I didn't finish that episode, but I love that movie. It's just again a really dialogue heavy writer. His like what his his scripts are the selling point, but it also has an unbelievably stacked cast. Uh-huh. Take, if you take that thing, the safe, and put it in front of the door. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I got yeah. up to do before I threw my keys at you. Mm. That's what we can do. All your doors, they be breathing. Your doors, they be breathing. Yeah, I like it. You should use that in a Star Wars story. Your doors, they be breathing. My like, voice is so tired. This guy's <laughs> like a heathen. Anyway, um, Alan Arkin, Argo, fuck yourself. It made me want to watch Argo again. Why not? The whole point is to watch the things that you love him from. In yeah. Lost for my mother. There's a lot of other early ones that he did that I'm a fan of. I mean, I'll have time next week. A little Miss Sunshine is one I've been meaning to go back to. Just a great cast. Nice little movie. Mm. Um... And he did win for that. Uh, there's a few other ones, but Glenlary Glenn Ross is a great one. Oh, he attacks Audrey Hepburn in a movie called Wait Until Dark. Isn't she's that? a blind. She's a blind woman, and they need something in her house, and so they sneak in there without her knowing. It's really good. So. So yeah, it's just a bunch of box office crap. I mean. It's box office time. Yeah, so... I mean, like, box office movies I, and all that. There, so. There is... At this point, it's halfway through the year, so there is talk about, like, best movies of the year and most anticipated movies. Probably the most talked about film that people are excited about from the festivals that will be in the Oscar race is Past Lives. Um, I haven't watched it. I absolutely... It, there's... It's... It like I want to see Guardians and I want to see all these other movies, but if I really Guardians truly, is out on VOD now. If I truly, honest to God, wanted to see something in the theater, Past Lives might be the thing. Like I love the experience of Limbo more than I love superhero movies these days. Now John Wick Four, that's an argument. Like that's an ex that's an exceptional form of the genre of action. That's a fight. Like, exactly. I'm not going to go to the Cinema Grill to see that shit. I'm just going to watch it in my own fucking living room. But past lives is something I want to give money to. It's something I want to go to the theater to. I hear it's very romantic. Like, I Of course, it's A24. They're always it, like cranking these out. It's going to be an Oscar contender for sure. But like also, like there's a place that I listen to a lot of people they like it was the ringers a rewatchable place too mm-hmm. but they're the one big picture does a lot of um, it's a big one that does what the upcoming movies are that in the past movies but they have something called an auction oh you know what an auction is right? yeah like 
people, people from the people from the the podcast world will come in and they'll be like they'll bid for movies to come in and talk about and every single one of the people all of them with different ideas and choices some comic books some women like rom-coms whatever it's very diverse but all of them want it past lives all of them all of them was like that's the one I want and they're like you can't do it all I want if you can have it and when you have that diverse of a group of people walking away from a film being like ah like that's that's something special that's something you look out for I haven't even seen a trailer I have no idea what it's about necessarily but the way they talk about how much they love it is it gets me excited it's the not the everything everywhere all at once but it's the tar of this year people Mm. were big talks about tar a good like in january and february and then people were like that's the thing i'm on page for Mm. and of course tar ran all the way to like best director nomination i don't know what's going to happen for past lives but the talk is great and like it's pretty big and it's in theaters now so in terms of something like limbo which is an experience i cherish a lot more these days in film that may be the thing that i go see in the theater more than anything else like that's like i could see myself about to buy a ticket for like guardians or dial or even fall or even the new mission impossible and being like past lives it's just that's where my head is at these days it's Mm. a guttural insane choice Especially like, after something like Limbo. No, I'm totally, like, down for it. It's just funny, because, like, all these movies, I'm just, like, so, like, so desperate to, like, talk to you about. Like, Guardians 3 is probably, like, the Mon- biggest Money one is the biggest factor. If I could go, if I was, like, in my old days where I could go to Willow or someplace else and go pay for one movie and sneak into two other ones afterwards... I kind of feel like I would do that, but I also don't know any theater that is that easy to do that in anymore. Mm. Like, I really can't officially, efficiently do that as much as I used to. But, and then let's people keep an eye out for that stuff. But like, or even Asteroid City. I was doing the math in my head. I was like, what do I want to go see? I'm like, Asteroid City sounds great. But I'm like, you know what? I never saw French Dispatch and that's on HBO Max. Like, I'm sitting here going, I should see Guardians, but also... I'm not watching Secret Invasion, and that's three to four hours of free Marvel material at home right now. Like, it's all about economics and, and picking it, but there is there anything like Past Lives out there that needs my money? That would be something worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asteroid City's kind of in that argument, too, but mostly money is the biggest reason. Like, I still gotta I... get... I still gotta get Peter's birthday present. I gotta get uh, some insurance coming for the you new know, car. Birthday was last week, right? But um, what I'm getting him, <clears throat> I'm getting him on Prime, and Prime Day is in the next couple days. Gotcha. So <clears throat> I can get half off for it. Yeah. Well, I guess besides that, we can't think of anything. I think we've sucked it dry. <clears throat> I'm ge- I'm currently giving Chris this look of like, right? Good choice, right? Limbo. Power um, through, power through, child boy. <laughs> so things we watched. Things we watched. Um, we may we this may be an incredibly short economic episode that you've all always wanted. But I gotta be honest, I have a lot I want to talk about Limbo. Um, I should go first, because I I have to think of, like, what I want. I mean, I started Bullet Train, and then my internet died. You've had 
other things to concern. You know what? I say you fucking drop it. Drop what you watched and talk about what you made. What'd you make this week, Chris? Oh, God, I made a YouTube video about um, how I accidentally came to understand uh, Spider-Man because of the Spider-Verse. We've alluded to it, and I was actually listening to the Evil Dead 2 episode, and it's so funny. When you look at the Spotify scale, like, when we talk about the movie, it's like, well, almost towards the end. We say some good stuff, but a whole lot of that is about Spider-Verse. So we allude a lot to Chris's video that he's making, but, like... It seems like that's the thing that we can talk about, that we can get to meet both. You probably watched enough of a, a bullet train that I would want to pick your brain about. No, I got like t- maybe 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes in. We got then. 20 minutes in St. Glorious Bastards. We got meat out of that. I, it's, there, there, uh, trust me, I haven't seen it, so there are things I am interested to see about the opening about that movie. Aaron Taylor-Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry really just like care Talking that. to a person. Yeah, yeah. I and Joey know. King's in it. <laughs> I would like to know about it. Um, talk, no, no, they talked to, talk to Logan Lerman. Remember the last time I saw Logan Lerman? It was Percy Jackson. No, it was Fury. I saw him in Fury. Logan Lerman is in one of my favorite movies of the last few years. You can say Love and Monsters. That was Dylan O'Brien. That was Dylan O'Brien. They do look alike. What the fuck is Logan Lerman doing? I don't know. Bullet Train, apparently. Well, good for him. Now i got to look it up. I want to see what he's doing, too. But, like, good for him for being in Bullet Train. That's Chad Stahelski, right? No, that is David Leach. That's right. The guy who's not involved with John Wick anymore. Chad Stahelski did Atomic Blonde, though, right? Can I give you more things to look up? One one second. Okay. (laughs) Podcast, great stuff. So we're looking at uh, Logan Lemire's... Logan Lerman. Lemire's... Great. Uh, Logan Lehman's and Brothers' career. We're looking at Logan Lerman's career. Was he ever a Merman in his That's career? right, he was in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Okay. Uh, that there was it is. Yes. That's not... Damn, that... I always Ashton Kutcher's The Butterfly Effect. That was 2004. My sister Noah! My sister loves that movie. That's right, he makes that with Emma Watson. Again, dude. Allegedly, he was in uh, 310 to Yuma. He is in 310. Dude, how is this not Dylan O'Brien? Um, let's see. Uh, 2019, end of sentence. Huh. 2020, uh, a movie called Shirley. I don't know. Um, in 2022, he was in a movie called Press Play. An Amazon movie called Press Play. Maybe that's good. I don't know. Maybe it's about music. I have no idea. But the latest thing that he was in was Bullet Train. According well, to maybe, maybe he, he was making these small movies, and now that he's back, he's coming back with Bullet Train. Yeah. But I gotta say, um, I know Dylan O'Brien was Styles on Teen Wolf for years. Um, it, it was Dylan O'Brien the guy from Maze Runner? Yes. He hurt his back. That's why he disappeared forever. He was also the guy from American Assassin. Uh, so I never saw that. So, uh, I did see 310. 
for sure. And I like Turks. That's right. He totally was with Emma Watson twice in movies. No, I, I highly recommend Noah. Noah's fun. Um, so, yeah, I guess honorable mention to uh, Bullet Train. I need to finish Bullet Train. I need okay. to finish Sisu still. Um, you ever finish that? Oh. I'm waiting for it to come out of streaming. I'm not putting it down, I'm not popping down 14 bucks to rent that again. My dad owns it, but I can't watch it. I can't afford it. Um, but you keep going to movies. You've seen every fucking movie in theater. I love it. You're, you're totally giving money to movies, but damn. Yeah. Mission Impossible is going to freaking bankrupt me. Because uh, um, of IMAX? Yeah. Like, how much is that going to be? Like, what, $30? My life. Your life? Yes. I don't think so. An arm and a leg, at least. It's going to be like $30. An arm and a leg. That's a pizza. Um, That's a pizza. Well, that, that, never mind. With cheese. Extra cheese. I'm not eating their cat, Alex. God damn it. I killed it for a reason. I'm not. They're eating their cat. Not me! I know. I killed it. They're eating it. You need to have some, all right? Like my family. No! Leftovers on people. They're not... No, they're your housemates. Yeah, but they're also gonna... They don't have that much room in their fridge. That meat is not gonna last. It's summer. They heat, man. The heat. Get your own... Get your own fridge. Get your own mini fridge. I have my own mini fridge. Use it! I've already got... If there was ever a better time! I've got other animals in there. Use it! I've got other animals in there. Dead. Dead. Dead animals. Dead puppies. Dead puppies. Anyway, um, Dead puppies. so yeah, I uh, much fun. Stephen Lynch. Okay. Um. So yeah, I uh, shot a video about. Oh yeah, that's right. My thoughts on Across the Spider Verse. So. Oh my dear God! This motherfucker here. Hold on, safe in front of door. Motherfucker here, dude. I'm in. Ugh. Sorry. Why are you eating your cat? This fucking guy. I gotta. I gotta be real here. When I opened that door, there was resistance. (laughs) There was legit resistance against that door. Yeah, it was the wind. wind. Yeah, from the wind. We finally realized. No, no, no. Wait, hold on. Finally realized it was the wind. No, no, it wasn't the wind. It was the fan. The fan is barely doing that. It's the fan. I don't... I think the moment you guys open the living room window, that was a good idea. Hey, Peter's so, on the show! So since uh, Alex and Chris didn't care anymore about the sound quality, I brought a bag of popcorn. Yes. Straight from the movie I theater. I don't know if we don't care. No, from your no. movie theater. Peter Theater. Last episode, you guys were opening those fucking bags. Does it have movies on the phone? Care. People care about different That was things. a one-time thing. That was a one-time thing. That was. Oh, okay. Right. People watch movies on their phone in this group. Like people do things that people don't like here. They pick friends. at their feet. We're you know. Friends is what we are. I don't think that has anything to do with you guys. Whether I, I watch right. movie on. I have one dog lick my balls, and I judge forever in this group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair. It's fair. You got one taste of Red Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, the dog licked me. Uh-huh. That was the joke. I didn't look the dog. Okay. Okay. I mean, the dog. Yeah. Thank you guys for reminding sure. me. I really need to watch Go- Bobcat Goldthwait's first movie, which is about a girl who has sex with a dog, then falls in love with a guy, and then he finds out about it. And oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, I really want to see it. Anyway, so 
Honorable mention went to the first 15 minutes of Bullet Train before my internet died. But um, we're going to talk about the thing that he's working on. Alex was like, talk about what you made then. I was just like, okay, yeah, I shot my Spider-Verse video today. It was the whole thing? You shot the whole thing? Yeah. yeah. I actually did it twice. You once finished yet. it? No, I shot Dude, it. I'm I done mean, shooting. I'm pretty sure that the thing was going to be easier to shoot than he thought. Like, it, it's, it's written down, and it looks like a lot on page, but like... Who's going to shoot it's 10 pages? It's one room. Oh, 10 pages when you're speaking yeah. is like nothing. Yeah, and also so, you have a great lighting, lighting setup. Like, I'm sure you hold it. Yeah, it was like blue sometime. and red. Yeah. Red Spider-Man. Just like Superman. There's a gag in it Jesus that I... Jesus fucking Christ, man. I'm sorry, what? You what? missed it. What? You missed the mark. Oh, it was Spider-Man. It's about Spider-Man, I'm not sorry. Superman. Superman is a completely different I'm character. Sorry. He's got a cape. I know. And underwear. I'm sorry. And he's an alien. Does Peter Parker wear underwear in that in that suit? Everybody has to. Do they? No. He's the, surely one of those Peter Parkers goes full. Command. I would wear underwear because if I accidentally shit myself, I have a skid mark or something. I just got scared. Do you really think that fell. suit is so, that suit is so tight that underwear is not going to contain any shit? The fuck is any that? shit. Anyway, um, that thing spreads throughout his suit. So I'm changing the idea of my video now. Um, so. How about Superman? He wears a banana hammock. That's what he wears. Banana no, it's about uh, spider balls. Um, spider balls. Spider balls. I want spider balls. I want them on my desk like tonight. I wonder if his pubes are shaped like webs. No. We okay. Be able to call oh, my car. That's natural. God damn it. Oh. Why is it? Do you deliver for Domino's now? They deliver for Domino's. Uh, we did a bit earlier that someone stole my car, and then they keep driving it around to piss me off. I find that very funny, but I'm sorry at your No, expense. his you know, mother bought a clown he, car. He, they he, took it back. He started this episode with, so your car is still running outside. And I, my eyes widened hard because I, I worked two shifts yesterday and I came home and I walked inside for half an hour and then walked back outside and my car was still running. And so I was like, oh my God. Remember Milk Buddy when he left his lights on? <laughs> Why did you, you left the it's car? Because it's a button car. I press the button, but it's... See, that's the problem with those buttons, I guys. fucking hate them. But, like, I was too close to the house. So, I even just hanging my keys on the closet door wasted 15 minutes of gas. But my car was cool. So... It's always cool, man. Hashtag back to Tim Burton. Um, so... Because we can't go Willow. Because it's gone. It's gone. Um, so, it's... It's It's about how I accidentally came to understand Spider-Man. At least the appeal of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. in my own way. Well, it was, it was, we, you, you listened to outside perspectives about what you understood. Invaluable. About, uh, Invaluable. Well, I appreciate that. But you listened to outside perspectives. Both well, both of us. Yeah. Ron LeBeau. He's a uh, fan. It's, it's like he hadn't watched it or anything. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like he hadn't watched it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm talking to Peter. Um, so uh, we we all talked about this idea on the show mm-hmm. about aspects of Spider-Man, and you had you had our thoughts in yes. there, and you they were rattling around in your brain when you were going to see this movie. Here's a question: You spoke about this before. Was the actually panic, I saw it before all of you? And was I the panic idea. attack? I know, well, we, we, the point is we incepted an idea in your mind. Right. And then you had a, a preconceived notion about what this idea was supposed to be in the movie. Mm. Absolutely told you that that specific notion is not true. 
And a big reason for that might be because of people's reactions to nobody home, because of course somebody would have known it was coming. But my, my next question is, you spoke about having a panic attack before that movie. Was it happening because of things in your life or happening because of what you were thinking about this Spider-Verse movie? Uh, Did you have a panic attack because, because of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just like... All right, let's talk about it. Just, yeah, okay. Oh, so, um, no, it was just like... Just the movie just tackled the core issue that I had with Spider-Man... And I was just like, this is so, this is everything. This is the question I've been wanting asked. Mm. Like. But especially recently. Yes. Yeah. So. So cool. But like, I had this preconceived notion of a thing that was going to, why am I speaking vaguely? I thought that movie was going to be like two hours, 15 minutes of just wailing on Miles because that's just how Spider-Man is supposed to be in my mind. You also like, assume that about a lot of movies. I did! With Guardians 3, I mentioned that on the show. I'm pretty sure you said the same thing. I th- I'm pretty sure that you've said often, particularly for the every Star Wars movie you're watching, like, I think this movie is going to emotionally scar me. Every time. I hate how I over-exaggerate. Um, it's not that you over-exaggerate that I have a problem with. You're on a podcast and I love you. We're talking about films. That's great. It's the negative. You think that this thing is going to always go so negatively. Yeah, because I care too much. And over-invest. If that means that the that you think always worse things are going to happen for you, it's, that's it's crazy. That's awesome. Well, I mean, that's another movie that we'll do one day. But in the meantime, I would say... No, it won't be. No, that's not the kind of it horror. Won't be, it won't be. That We're movie, not there yet. That movie is not for you. We're not there yet. That movie is not for you. Although there are moments in that movie that I think would make you laugh hysterically. There are other moments in that movie that you would unsettle you very much. So. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to sleep. Uh, uh, yes, probably. Uh, in the meantime, I, I think oh, that aspect is very interesting. But that is cer- that all of that is you. But Spider-Man did have a preconceived notion. We told you about it. Yeah. And you were sitting there saying what Miles was saying. Because I, I think it's very interesting. We've talked about those aspects that Miles is a different character than Peter Parker. So My- Miles offers two things. Anyone can be Spider-Man, and therefore Spider-Man doesn't always have to follow the rules of every Spider-Man. Right. So, those are two very interesting, fluctuating things that have not been explored about one of the most commonly shown superheroes yeah. over the last 20 fucking years on the big screen. Because that's the meme I always remember is like, every Spider-Man story has to end in a funeral. That's the meme that I remember. And then it just kept happening. I'm just like, this is... Okay, I get the meme now, because it just keeps happening. <laughs> but you also gotta remember, Peter Parker was Spider-Man for so long. And it's only over the past, like, little bit that like the popular concept of different Spider-Man has come into play and so when Miles says anyone can be Spider-Man and then they're like well if okay fine we'll let you be black we will let you be somebody else but you still have to be led by the trauma in your life because it's not just Spider-Man it's a lot of superheroes Spider-Man right. as a superhero influenced a lot of other superheroes so even Superman had to have the same thing happen to him. No, like yeah, okay. So it kind of just like 
I think the idea really spawned when I saw No Way Home, and then when Across the Spider-Verse kind of addressed it, I'm just like, there's my video. Mm. Like, there's my video. And so... It just, it just feels like a lot of universal things came together for you in yeah. this one moment, very quickly. Very pink sweaterish. It really feels like it. Yeah. Like, this isn't something you've been thinking about for years. Like, it all happened at once. Right. So, yeah. I'm... And here's the thing. I don't even know... I'm kind of, like, intimidated by it because, like, I don't know that much about Spider-Man in the comic universe outside of, like, Civil War. You know? I read Civil War. The, the, the graphic novel. Yeah. Civil War. And... Like, that's pretty much the only comic book version of Spider-Man that I've ever consumed. Mm. And, like, it's just so weird to me. I only know Spider-Man through movies. And so, just, like, that's what it's always been. Because, like, I, just thinking off the top of my head, the only Spider-Man movies that didn't end in some kind of... That did not, that did not feature or end with some kind of traumatic death for Spider-Man was Spider-Man 2. I think Amazing Spider-Man's fine, right? No. They yeah, both no. end in a funeral. Um, who died at the end of Amazing Spider-Man? Uh, Gwen Stacy's dad. Oh, Dennis Leary. Yeah. Dennis Leary. Yeah, but like, that means he gets to fuck his girlfriend. I don't know how traumatic that is. You know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's Did he just stuff. like suck on his two fingers? Like, like he was Dude, mimicking. I was mimicking Dennis Leary's stand-up comedy. He used to do that. He used to smoke a cigarette on stage and be like, he was the most annoying sounding guy ever. I've, I've never been able to listen to his shit all the time. I've never been able to tell him and Kevin Conroy apart whenever I see the bubble. Um. Anyway, uh, I would say no. Okay. Oh um, wait, wait. No, that's not true. Does anybody horrific die in Homecoming? Uh, no. He loses a girlfriend. That's what he loses. You know what? She wasn't much of a girlfriend. What I tell you, man? Holland doesn't. No, you Holland know what? I'm still fucking bad, man. Okay, then I'm changing the parameters. Then well, that did. doesn't end in some kind of. He did get it bad. At the end. Yes. That's but that's my point. It took two movies for them to understand who Peter Parker is. Yeah, and in this movie, proper start. Like, they understood what the best dramatic way to do in Spider-Man was in the third movie. But you're 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 wrong because like the second like Homecoming, no one dies. He loses a girlfriend in the second one. He he has already lost his. I'm pretty sure quite a few people died in that. Piece. He lost his his mentor in Endgame. He didn't lose him in. Uh, Far from home. But that was still a core part of that story. He gains a girlfriend, dude. Him dealing with that trauma is still in that a movie. Girlfriend. I'm still counting it. I'm no, still counting. I am not counting that shit. He loses him in Endgame. Did you put this in your video? Is that why you're dying on this hill? Yeah. No. You're gonna have to edit. No, the thing. <laughs> no, the thing. That, no, the hill that I died on. No, the hill that I died on was. Like I think you have more examples of of use of that being the case because Holland is the exception to the rule. Holland is the, like they needed that third movie to prove that like, they were fucking up for two movies. But before then, there had been at least 
five movies, and it isn't until the very end of the second Amazing Spider-Man, because he gives up so... The se- okay. I'm sorry, not Amazing Spider-Man, but second Raimi Spider-Man, when Kirsten Dutch shows up. You still have five movies of him losing and people dying in his life and all of those things. There's still a precedent! Very Batman-esque, and a lot of other superheroes, too, but for him, it's harder because he's just an average Joe trying to do a good thing. Okay, so... No, okay. But I'll tell you the whole thing. is the exception to the rule. Like, really is. I was speaking to another friend of mine, and <gasps> he's also. Yeah. You have friends? Yes! <gasps> Fuck. Anyway. No, I won't. Um, anyway, so. Was it a command? So they were like, in little. In the in wake of a. In light. Thank there you. There you go. In light of like uh, No Way Home. They were like, I'm glad that you went back to the idea of Peter Parker being miserable because if he's not, it's a bad Spider-Man story. And I'm just like, I disagree because, and this is the hill that I die on, Peter Parker being miserable was one of the worst parts of the worst Spider-Man movie. I don't... I don't think that person understands what they like about Spider-Man when they say that. That is what I think. Because the thing about Spider-Man is not that he... Him being miserable is not what makes it dramatically interesting. Him making the sacrifice to do the right thing and therefore still being miserable in that process is what makes him heroic. That is the dramatic tension of him. It doesn't mean that he needs to be miserable. It means that he made the choice to look at his best friends in the face in No Way Home and go... Their lives would be better without me in it. I'm going to sacrifice myself from this equation so they are happier. I will be miserable because I did the right thing as a hero. That is what they are not understanding. And hearing that is annoying. And and it sucks. But that third Spider-Man movie, I agree. It sucks to me that he's having problems with Mary Jane. And that the problems that are happening between well, him and Mary Jane are... Oh, you're talking about... I'm talking Randy. about Kirsten Dunst. And okay, thank you. I, I think the pro- I have huge problems with that movie, not just because there's so much going on, but because I don't believe that he would do all that shit to Mary Jane. Kiss Gwen, all that shit. He totally negates her before even that thing comes into his life, Venom. And I don't believe any of that. I also don't believe that Dunst would not talk to him about any of that stuff. I just think it's a terrible way to do it. Now, in my opinion, the thing that I did take away that I did have, okay, there were a couple things that I had to that from that conversation we had during Evil during Evil Dead Two mm-hmm. was the thing that I had to um, incorporate was that the fact that with Amazing Spider-Man Two and Gwen dying like that. Dude, like, spoilers. Yeah, sorry. Um, I forgot you didn't see it yet. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> um, so, like, they can and have gone too far with it, but then you mentioned that the pendulum swings the other way. And I thought of Bully McGuire and how I unironically love Bully McGuire, but you just mentioned it. They went too far. I don't think that I don't think going too far with him and Venom 
is a problem. He was making bad choices with Mary Jane and already having problems before that happened that would create the dramatic tension needed for Bully Maguire. That, that is what I don't agree with. At the very least, I don't agree that that should be so big in your movie when there's all these other things going on. I just That, that dramatically didn't start well enough for me to get to that point. Right. As, a cor- as a corny thing with memes that's very Raimi-esque, I have no problem with it. Bully Maguire is a fun little joke, and it's funny to watch Tobey Maguire do that shit. Whatever. It would be silly to see it, but, like, he goes way too far, I think, with Mary Jane in that movie, particularly when there's, like, it's just too much. But regardless... Wait, slaps her? Uh, exactly. That's too far for me. Like, that shit, right. it just doesn't work for me, particularly because of how the second one ends. It takes away a lot of the things that... I. Here's the thing. I've always said that when it comes to comedies or movies, whenever you put the will-they-won't-they... I want to see what happens when they are together. I like movies where couples figure out things together, particularly superhero couples. Like, that shit is great to me. Like, I actually kind of want to see Lois and Superman because that was one of the classics growing up with Zero Kane. Like, no, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but I guess um, when it came to Lois and Clark, the TV show with Dean Kane, like, I always thought in my mind that is really interesting you have two people trying to solve things together one's not one is and they're in love i loved that aspect of it like lois and clark were a team always were he didn't pine for her like he did he in discover the west that's true uh, i i always thought it's interesting when that happened so uh, that's what the spoiling of the third movie is but i i bully mcguire is not the problem. I mean, that's a very human thing to happen, for your relationship to fall apart because of him becoming a superhero, sure, but the end of that movie is not them coming together as a relationship and fixing it. They break up, and he saves your life, and then in the wake of his dead friend, he's like, maybe we should fix this. So the movie ends with them working on things, and we don't get an answer until No Way Home. So like, that... That to me never worked. Did they mention that? No, yes. Yeah, he says, Mary Jane and I figure it out. Right. So there's never a solid answer. We know they're going to work on it in the third movie, but we never get a solid answer where they are. I never thought that that thing was ever fully baked because of everything that was going on. It never works for me in that regard. So, anyway, so the, the original idea was that I was so excited for Beyond the Spider Verse. Honestly, that I was trying to figure out all the different ways that it could end, and then I just hit a wall. I'm just like, I have no purpose in making this. I have no purpose in making this. Because you don't know what the second movie's going to be? The yes. third movie's going to be? Yeah. No, because like, that was basically the driving force. It's like, that's basically the motivation. I'm just like, I need something more. You know? Wow. So, like... No, it's just like it. Did, I didn't really have anything that like grabbed me, but like, um, so, ah, dang it, I wrote it all down. I gotta. I'm not gonna read it verbatim, but like, the, like I, I find that very interesting because I I would just be I would also just be interested in the video of you thinking you have a preconceived notion of what this character is in that movie in and of itself disposing of it for you um, but I, I love the fact that you're scratching for more yeah I was trying to like figure out um, dang it where was it uh, 
shoot. Figuring this all on the cuff. I apologize, everybody. This is the second time we've done a phone search. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We're having technical difficulties. Chris That's can't find the thing on his phone, and Peter can't download Freebie. If you want to see the movie with us, we'll have to put it on the big screen. Oh, oh, oh. technical difficulties is a modern day problem. We're also talking about refugees tonight who have a harder life who have to rent friends from a donation center jumping ahead. life could be worse okay so yeah is um, there no online version <laughs> of freebie like what is going on I feel like I'm being pumped <laughs> <laughs> that is how I want that song to end on a CD I want a vinyl of that song, and that's where it ends. <laughs> We're go- Dude, we have the big screen. Yeah, but... I know. I know. Why? Why? I don't know. What the... I would have had... What the freebie, man? <laughs> Can we rent it on YouTube? What the shoe wipe? Yeah, but, like, we might as well just pull it up on the... I agree, yes. Anyway, please, let's do it on the big screen over that. Okay, so... So weird. It just keeps redirecting me to Amazon. Maybe you could do it on Amazon because they, they like freebies through Prime, right? Yeah. Try that. You want to know what Tactic. I found? I'm sorry. Do you know what I found on, on Prime recently? <laughs> what? King's Daughter. I'm Free. Not, I'm not surprised. Pissed. Why? Because you spent money on that yeah, shit. Yeah, but we spent money on it around the time it came out. And it was free on YouTube at the time, too. That, that? that pissed me off. <laughs> because it was free on YouTube. But around that time, it had just come out. so It wasn't great quality. Yeah, trust Revenant's me. on Prime. Nice. Um, Ooh. Nobody's on Prime. Anyway, okay. Back to, back to Burton. Um, so... That's a David Leach, right? Yes. Okay. So I like that better than bullet train. So. It was really just like I just had this like this. I can't really it a revelation, epiphany, whatever you want to like. Those are great words. Call it, like, and it just applied to me in just such a unique way that I had to like. Okay, there's my hook. Mm. There's my hook. Like, like, I uh, consider yeah. me a fish. I'm on it. Okay. Um, Jesus. I know. I, I didn't expect that, honestly. Anyway. So, yeah, I'm working on it. I don't know when it'll Sounds be like done. done. I don't know when it'll be done. Like, I it, won't, it probably won't take me long to, like, cut it together. It's just music. Like, I have my guitar. I can do covers of Sunflowers and, like, three chords. Um... Maybe, why don't you do song? Yeah, I was going to say songs from it, yeah. So, I'm sorry, I was thinking of songs from Limbo. Um, I would have to learn a whole other instrument, Alex. A you? A dud? Dud? Um, like, music's the biggest thing um, right now, so maybe I'll find something royalty-free. I'll just dig, or um, I'll just get a recording of you yodeling at night. Well, uh, it's 
when I do it, the door is usually locked, and my I've got you know a video playing. I have ways. I have one hand free, so it usually lasts about fifteen minutes. So. That's plenty of time. Nice. Anyway, how long do you think the video is gonna last? Ha! Um. Oh, I got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Thank God. It dies. Yes. So. I imagine maybe 20 Holy shit! That sounds accurate. That sounds scared cool. the poop right out of my butthole. Nice. That's where it comes from. So... And hot air. Um, so... It is really hot. Oh, that fan died. It needs to charge. This fan can go louder. But it's also, by the way, Peter, it's a bad movie tonight. Um... While he's thinking about that, um, luckily there's no Zach, so. Yeah, there's no Zach. The, oh, yeah, that's right. Do you want to mention it now? Well, no, I, no, we're, when we spin the wheels. When we spin the wheels. I usually put the worst of the worst on there anyway, and they're not enjoyable. You don't have a lot, so you can stay on there, and that's why. Yeah, Pinocchio. I, 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 I'll say this. I promise this. I will no longer bitch about your choices, but I will complain about them when we get to the episode, because that's when it's time to be played. I don't know, Pinocchio. Which but, like, I. Oh, fuck. I will no longer give you shit about your choice. You have every free reign to make the choices oh, you I know. want. I know. And I gotta be stopping a little bitch about it. I mean, I'm doing it for content. That's why I do it. Sure. Anyway. I'll say I'm doing it for content, but I judge it. All the time. So, for being tall and being cool and funny and nice and having cool, great parents and a fucking good moral compass. And a sweet, sweet, amazing girlfriend. I mean, that she's her own thing. I'm just talking about you. She's a part of your life. You don't own her. So are my parents. Yeah. But you they don't created parents you. They came from you. And they raised you. They're part of the process of who you are as a person. It's true. Yeah. I think you everybody time, is, you know? You need more time with her before she can really change you as a human. Even the negative ones. Yeah. Even the ones you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, negative people teach you how to get away from negative people. Put it on a stamp. Why a stamp? Because the t-shirt's too big. Okay. Uh, anyway, so... Oh shit, does that? Peter's playing with a cool-looking bookmark. Sorry. Anyway, um... I'm very nervous as to how it'll turn out. Mm. Like, am I... Is what I'm saying going to make sense? Is it going to be cohesive? Show me right now. It's not done! Okay? I'll take some okay. Yeah. I mean, just show me, even if it's not done, I'll let you know. Oh, you want to read the damn thing? Yeah, no. right now. Show me on air, right now. No. Let nope. me silently read it on Alex, air. Alex, hold me back. No, nope. Hold me back. You guys you can't, hold, stay back, Chris. No, you can't back, talk Chris. either, because I'm going to be... down, Chris. Stop tearing your shirt, Chris. distracted. I know your muscles are big and sweaty and oily. Just put them away. Put those People guns away. the video and down. That's not true. Chris, stop, stop oozing testosterone. Sit down. Show me. Yeah, Chris, put show Chris, me. your throbbing veins yes. are scaring me. Yes, show me. Okay, he sat down, guys. He's cool now. Should have just shown me that chicken. Put all, We're also put recording, and on. there's a program running, so I don't want to fuck No, the no, chicken is. Remember the last time I played a video in front of Audition? Hot Audition? It was like holiday 2021, and I was playing uh, no. that Coyote Kid. Um, cover of uh, Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And then I played it, 
And then I go back to audition, and audition had stopped because I was playing the video. Oh, and then we all laughed for like five minutes. That's right. And so I'm not doing that again. Okay. Chicken. No, the chicken's name is Freddie. Freddie. No. Junior. Junior. That's right, Freddie Junior. Well, the, there was a chicken named Freddie. Was. I'm a, so yeah, I'm. A, it was actually weird. Like the weird the. The the hardest part for me was the outro, because because like I'm new to this whole YouTube thing and like saying like comment and subscribe is so cringe to me. I'm just like, does it work? If you're up and coming, yes. I, I was like, if you liked it, you can leave a like. But if you didn't, you don't if have you, to. If you make an hour, or tr- if you make a twenty minute to an hour long video or something like that, and you're really sucked in and you're into it and it's over, and then all of a sudden you're like, uh, and that was why the movie was the way it was cut to and a couple of things you're like wow that was really good like you may get distracted and you may not subscribe to that guy you may not like the video you may just move on that's wild man because that's the two things right the people who make fun of it are the people who don't need to fucking do it i love gaming i mean i always remember i mean but i don't Sometimes I forget because it's based off of the thing I'm looking at. If I'm looking on my phone, there's a bigger, there's a 50-50 chance that I will like and subscribe to that person. On my TV, I'm more likely to subscribe to somebody and look into what they're doing a lot more. Like, it depends on where I'm at sometimes. Interesting. But like, I, I every time I hear someone condescend to that idea, it's because they're in a position in which they don't need to do it. I hate it when they I laugh when the game grumps do it, but at the same time, I think they're being fucking pieces of shit because there are people out there that do need to remind people if you have like a five minute video and it's like hey thanks like comment and subscribe if you want to find it down here Instagram's here Instagram's here come here do this if like half of your video (laughs) is that and that's there's no content to your video then fuck off you just want people to like subscribe and watch them for enough time for you to get the numbers and do it but if you're making a 20 minute video where you're asking people to be patient and stuff like that and getting into it you've already got that audience every time i watch a video by someone i like i usually look and see where their other videos are and go into it or not but i don't like that much i usually have to be reminded to like and likes matter Subscribing, you have to have content that's like it, or you got to be the person, and or you have to be in a position in which I usually do it the most. I just think anyone who does it, who, who makes fun of it, they're not usually in a need to do it. And if you want to do it, you can. But like, what you can do is you can do the video and then in the description say like, comment, and describe. And, describe? And, yeah, like pooping shit face. I don't care what it is. Describe the video in the comments. <laughs> there it is. Like, comment, subscribe. I'll post the, I'll post the whole summarize, script. Summarize like, the whole comment, No, I'll post like, comment, the whole subscribe. script in the comment section. <laughs> like, comment, describe to friends. Here's your captions. Couldn't fit that's what I'm doing right now. What? Describing the video. Well, that's because we can't see it yet. It's not done. It's like half done. I shot it. But there's not. But we can't oh watch it. There's nothing to watch. Why would you do I'll that? I'll do it again, damn it. No, don't. Twice, man. Put it away. I almost broke this computer like three times. Put those guns away, dude. Now. The guy, don't fucking ask him. Why'd he break it? Oh, just one time he stepped <laughs> on the cord. I, st- I tripped on a cord. He kicked it with his foot and it just went, Ugh. and then this is the best one. <laughs> what is your girlfriend doing? She doesn't like slow moving fans. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. she's not a fan of Swim Peaks. Oh, um, I. And <laughs> there's. 
the he's sitting there with this and just like that one time we were watching and he got really excited he grabbed the water picture and he was just like this is the thing i'm using to point at with things he did this time but there was water in it there was water in i know it. yeah but like if he, he like picked it up i poured it out where look where it is in the sink like should have put in my plants oh, shit. <laughs> i didn't know they already watered or not you know i don't want to overwater it's fair enough and so, like, yeah, if he'd picked it up with any more force than he It spooshed up a little bit. It, it got on my hand. Poured right on his Got computer. on my arm. Sorry, I hit the I dog punch like, the computer. want to fuck everything up? So it would have built, it it built character. You'd really <laughs> have to pick everything up. No, this this laptop has fallen over triple R, I'll tell you and hit the floor with my head once. Remember that time? Have you been to an art gallery before? What? State fair, yeah. Do they tell you to stop touching everything? Yeah, we pull it out. No, because I don't touch anything at the state fair. Treat it like that. Yeah. Okay. Treat my water pitcher like that, like a piece of art, like a Banksy. You can't touch it. But what about your uh, your coaster? That's a fidget. Coaster. That's a fidget. This is a fidget. That's yes. a fidget. This is a fidget. Fi- Wait, my balls are a fidget. You can fidget with those anytime. Please. Okay, we're gonna. Um, can I? No, it's just a Chris thing. No. And I opt not to. You have to be black. But I'm half brown. No. Anyway, um, different parts of the world, man. Maybe I'll have an edit done Can't by the end of the week. It depends on how much I yep. work on this. That sounds like an animated song. Different part of the world can touch my ball. That is such a genuine chuckle for me, man. <laughs> These are the, the, the only countries in the world to touch my balls. Iran, Panama, Mexico, Guatemala, Africa. That's the continent, but Guan is good. Congo's no, Africa. all of Africa. That's a lot. The whole continent of Africa? No, I want to be more specific, Zimbabwe. Nigeria. Thank you, New Zealand. Uh, Cameroon. New Zealand's pushing it. Fair enough, Australia. No. You don't, you don't want Australians to go no, there? No, too here? much venom and poisonous things. Fair enough. Like spiders? Uh, Speaking of spiders, I don't know when I'm going to have this video done, but... No, you can't move. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't know when I'm going to have it done. Um, maybe I'll have it cut by the end of the, at the, end of the week. Um, uh, yeah, so it's about a hour and a half of footage to go through. What? Oh, so it's just all of them are bad takes, so I just got to make sure I find the right ones to use. Uh-oh. So, yeah, that's what I've been Yum. working on. Finalizing the finalizing the script. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, you said it a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So yeah, well, uh, we'll see. We will.
You will. And you I will like. probably be, be embarrassed. Why? Well, thank oh, you. Thank you like, for taking from an out, it's from an outside. It's like an outside perspective. It's Let me like, get this straight. You out of the three of us have actually got an idea, committed, and followed through on it recently. Why would we ever No, okay. No, like, the... It's an irrational fear, Peter. I don't want to get anything wrong about your favorite character. <laughs> wow. He's really, going to offend you with his criticism. Right? <laughs> if it's a personal opinion, there's no right, right or wrong. No, it. it's just like, I don't know. It's just a lot of like... I know, Peter looks kind of mad already. There's like... I'm angry. There, like, there's like the preconceived notion that I that I had going into it. Like, I just want to make sure I get that across correctly. You know? Across the Spider-Verse correctly. Yes, and then beyond it too. Um, that was a correction I did have to make too. It's just like that, and now we don't know when we're getting this fucking movie. Uh-huh. It's true. true. Shit! I'd rather wait than you know have a half-assed you know flash. Anyway, so Trinidad. That's why. No. How did he get out of it the first time? Go check where Paul was. I haven't moved since you wiped me the first time. How did he get up? That's what she said. That was right in the balls. Every time you do that, he goes up and up. You got it all over the wall, dude. Like, you, did you just lose your aim all of a sudden? No, that was anger. Oh. Well, he can't move now. Truly, nothing can stop the power of shit. Um, it's not the first time I've been covered in white, sticky. Don't finish that. Don't finish Subs- that. He got tanks empty. So. He got the parmesan. <laughs> he got the parmesan. You don't have any more pineapple. Um, okay. Yeah, he got to. Uh, he got the cheese's milk. Um, <laughs> cheese's milk. That's not a good band name. I'm not writing that down. Okay. No. <laughs> okay, but still, what genre? Come on, what genre? <laughs> Heavy metal. Really? Is milk? Yeah, no. That is garage ska. That is a gr- that is a bad garage ska. Ska. Yeah. Ska. 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 There's a. The only reason I thought ska because there's a there's a. I love how she's using that dance so efficiently. There's a uh, ska song in the... Uh, <laughs> um, With cheese on it. She looks like she's a late night host. You're <laughs> Cecily, you look like a late night talk <laughs> You look like a late night talk show host. <laughs> and, your, and your sidekick is cheese. It's <laughs> the right cheese. It's so funny. You know they have like a little sidekick guy, a little yeah, hype yeah. man, but like, a little bitch boy on the side. I oh, would be great. willing to bet money. She looks so efficiently. I would uh, be willing to bet money. She will probably sleep on that before you move that. <laughs> cheese? No, you're, Cecily, you're off. She'll sleep on on your desk. On the desk. You're not guys on. I saw her laying on that. Tonight. I saw her laying on that earlier. Laying, laying on it? Yeah. She was laying on top of your desk. She was performing uh, Happy Birthday, Mr. President. She's preparing for your birthday and wearing your present. I fucking missed it! Yep. Well, it was a, it was a rehearsal. God! <laughs> it was a rehearsal. That wouldn't be the first time something has been thrown tonight. My um, feature now! <laughs> no! 
The Czech Republic. I always knew you were like that. Do you have any left? Like, where does it even come from? Are you like Tommy McGuire? What do you think Tommy McGuire has to do to like generate webs when he when he his body runs out? He shakes his arm up fast. <laughs> like a spray can. I I'm wondered why they didn't. And you hear little marbles rolling around in it. I wonder why they didn't ask that in the movie. Because that would have been one of the questions. Is how it we more just hydration? Do you need more water? Yeah, forget it coming out of your butt. Like how like how much does I it? I still would have asked that as well. Well, he's super everything. He's got like super sense and like he's got super strength. So obviously yeah. he has the ability to like regenerate and he, he he can heal really fast as well. So I think that plays a part with his natural weapon and able to reproduce it faster than someone who could just like make it. Yeah. Anyway, I'll switch you watching. Um, I finished Ash you, and the oh. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not Peter in the sense that I can reboot that quickly, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, I watched Ash I bring and the Dead. I finished that. In, uh, do you know personally? What do you mean? Actually, don't elaborate. No, oh, you're, I, I finished yeah, Ash, and it's Ash vs. the Evil Dead, is the show title. So I finished Ash and that's what the show vs. the Evil Dead, so. which is a title of the Extra show by a person. So there you go. Gotcha. Anyway, so I was jerking off this guy while I was watching it, and okay. he didn't finish. But I finished the show. Uh, you were jerking him off? Yeah, I needed money. But, but he didn't finish? No, I kicked him out of the car. His own car. Yeah. He didn't like he didn't he didn't like arrested development. So I was like, get out. You were having a casual conversation about like shows while you were jerking him off? No, he liked to explain he liked to exclaim negative thoughts about pop culture that he did art in general while he was does he lecture you while you blow him? No, no, no. This is more like no, into jerk. the universe. Like he's getting instead of he says that instead of going online and writing it on Twitter and stuff, he uses it at that powerful moment. Well, Twitter doesn't really exist anymore. It's just no, it's there. I'm on there still. No, it's fake. No, it's called there. Twitter. It's still totally no, there. No, they actually saved all of the data and transferred everybody over to a new app. But it's sure, completely different. sure. That's what you're talking about. So Ash vs. that. Anyway. Uh, I did watch Ash and the Evil Dead after I was... I'm going to finish this jerk-off guy story. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I finished Ash and the Evil Dead. You know why? Because that's the kind why? of humor you get from Ash and the Evil Dead, quite honestly. Um, oh, so not uh, John Turturro. Dude, uh, there's, a moment, there's a moment where a demon baby climbs inside a woman's vagina and then pops outside her head. And then turns upside down and then climbs outside her vagina again. So they literally, literally took a baby and they put it inside what looked like the torso of a woman with the legs and everything. Like, God, so did they James did. Gunn make this? No, 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 no. This is this is more of a Rob. I thought I really. So so here's the deal. Um, <clears throat> when I finished the last week, I finished the second season. And the second season felt a little odd. The finale to me felt a little odd to me. Like instead of being as bombastic and cool as the first one, it, it kind of, or at least emotionally impactful as the first one. It had like a fist fight that looked really dumb. And I was okay. like, huh, this is odd. And I started the new season, and in the new season, Ash gets a daughter. And, Heels. Um, 
it they finally in spoilers they he finally gets the ending that they wanted for our uh, army of darkness he ends up going to the future and fighting robots and cyborgs and dead eyes. He was fighting with cyborgs against deadites in the future. Uh, and it looks awesome. Honestly, I would absolutely watch it. It looked awesome. Hmm. Um, the problem uh, was what happened behind the scenes. For two things. A, Bruce Campbell says these days that when he told people about Ash and the Evil Dead that no one even knew what Stars was. Everything was trying to make content, and Stars was a channel that just showed movies. They didn't know they were making stuff then. So while even though they had as much creative pro- as much creative freedom as they could ever want for the show, nobody was really watching. But they did get three seasons. But in the middle of the second season, they had a showrunner leave. Not in the middle, but by the end of the, uh, I'd say, last two episodes, he left. Because he was having arguments with Rob Talbert. Rob Talbert didn't want... Okay, so there are two people on the show with him and Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless is kind of the back and forth antagonist, where she's married to Rob Talbert. And there's Ash, and then there's two characters called Pablo and Kelly. And Pablo and Kelly are there from day one. They both are there with Ash, fighting demons. They're on his team. He cares about them a lot. At the end of the second season, they go back in time to before Ash goes to the cabin. And they try to stop him from ever doing that. Whoa. They also, Pablo has been murdered at this point, And the plan is to hopefully bring him back as well. Um, in the process, they, in the second season finale, it takes them forever to do all this. Then um, the bad guy has some stuff happen. And they dispose of him early. And then the second person goes on to the third season in a weird way. They do all that actually, they were supposed to do all that earlier, and then when they succeed, Ash was supposed to go back and meet his father, who's dead at this point, okay. and he was going to say hi to him, and instead meets a woman, and they have a genuine chat, and then they fuck in the bathroom, because that happens on that show. And it turns out to be Kelly's mom, and he becomes Kelly's father. And then the Deadites steal <laughs> Kelly, and the third season would have been him trying to get his daughter Kelly back. Oh my God. Rob Tower did not want that. And he, the showrunner wanted it, and they fought so hard that the showrunner left, and then the third season happens, and they bring some other actress in. Granted, she's really good, and she looks a lot like Bruce Campbell a lot, but they sideline Kelly pretty hard. And it's a, it's a weak season, in my opinion. It's not very good. And this um, is the last of it? The last season, yeah. There's plenty of times where I'm like, you guys, th- like these characters would not make these choices. They're rushing things. By the time they're in the middle of the third season, they know they're not coming back. And they're ending it the way they want to end it. Um, and it ends with him saving the world from a giant kaiju. And it's pretty awesome, I think. Um, I like it. So it's got some great stuff in it. I just think the show is amazing. Like, like Campbell says it himself, it's 15 hours of straight evil dead shit. And if you want that, it's amazing. It's funny, it's gross. It, it got me to like horror a little bit more because it just it got me used to because like the puppet dude the puppetry in that movie alone there's a moment where uh, the show alone there's a moment where they go to a high school and they have a giant tiger mascot and it just turns evil and his mouth is just like giant teeth and it's dripping goo oh it's so good the car turns evil at one point Whoa. It, it kills a bunch of teens and it like 
it runs down a cave so it can't walk and then it could like jump up and down so it gets up above him and then jumps and stops right above his head and then a tower a tire rips off his face slowly it's so cool all of it is amazing it looks great and then they always have a great joke to it um yeah ash and the evil dead really satisfied a lot of things for me. I think it's a great continuation of the show. There's some people who bitch and moan about certain aspects of it, but in my opinion, I like what they do with Ash. I think the second season is the best. The second season is the funniest. It's the cool. It, it like works the best. It, it dives into his past better. Mm. Um, Ted Raimi is a really cool, really funny. He's the MVP of that season for me. He plays a character called Greg, who's always been a best friend of Ash, and no matter what happens, he's like, "Oh man." Come on! It's just <laughs> amazing. I laughed my ass off, dude. Um, really loved it. And they say that they want to bring it back as a cartoon. Because he can't physically do it anymore, but he can still sound like Ash. And I would want more because I want... I would like to see them do better stuff with Kelly and Pablo now that they're doing what they... They ended them the way that they did. And I would like to see his daughter back in a certain respect, but just... He should do this character for the rest of his life in some respect. Whether it's video games or a cartoon, I don't care. Mm. He should be playing this character for the, as long as he possibly can. But those movies plus the TV show, nice. if you just if you just had those movies in the second season, I think you would be you guys would be more than satisfied. But every episode has something that's amazing. There's a moment where they go, he goes to an asylum because. Uh, there's an evil, evil, evil demon who's trying to break his spirit mentally. And he sticks him in an asylum. He's tricking him between understanding what's real and what's not. And they eventually find him, and Kelly has a fight. Like It's not, it, it's not when it shows up, but he gives him a uh, therapy puppet that looks like Ash. So then <laughs> later, later, Kelly has a full-on out-and-out fight with the, therapy, with the therapy puppet. And it's fucking dope. Um... Yeah, I really loved it. I think it's great. Ash and the Evil Dead. It didn't get to watch any other movies outside of the one movie of, that the director of Limbo made. And I'm going to try and watch uh, a few more this week for sure. But I, I deliberately spent time watching Ash and the Evil Dead and Simpsons. Simpsons is still taking my time. It's going to be a while before I'm ready to talk about that. But I'm... Very do it when you're ready, man. You do it when you're ready. I'm season three and I'm not ready yet, so it's gonna be a long time before I want to talk about that show. And I'm loving every minute of it. But Burger King. So uh, that is what I watched. Peter. You want me to go? Yeah. Peter. Well, just go there. Yeah. See ya. It's your house, man. So I, for a belated birthday gift, was. Happy birthday, Peter! Thank you. I was gifted um, a movie, and that movie was uh, Asteroid City by Wes Anderson. Oh, snap! So I've seen, I'm, I guess not, maybe I'm technically caught up with all the Wes Anderson films now. Yeah? I I believe so. Uh, You've seen seen the train one, right? mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Uh... No, I think the last one was was Rushmore. I think so too. Yeah, but you know, I I saw French Dispatch as well, and there I can't remember who I was talking to. I was telling Alex this, but I can't remember who I was talking to because they said that 
it, this movie was harder to understand than French Dispatch. When yeah. for me, it took me two watches to fully comprehend what was happening in French Dispatch. But this movie was very... It wasn't holding your hand, but it was just like... It was a simple concept of like... A, a play is happening in this story, and then mm. there's a third third layer to it that's like... Now, you, now you're throwing I'm it trying around. to be quiet. Now you're throwing it so around. So there, there's actually a phrase that I've been heard that I've heard mentioned about this movie in regard to this Russian doll. Yeah. Onions have layers. Russian doll structure. I like onions. Um, it's an onion Russian doll. God damn. Made out of an onion. God damn. Mm. God. Dang it. Damn it. I was trying to like trying to find a clip of Wes Anderson like that I just came across. So, but yeah, it was it was really good. It was France, really Italy, Japan, India. I had to look them up. <laughs> what are you doing? That's not even web. It's just oozing out now. I don't really have much left. Croatia, Colombia. I already said that. Is that all? Mm, for now. <laughs> wow. What are you looking up, Chris? Uh, there was Again? a clip of uh, a... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, uh, without spoiling anything, it was very entertaining. It, w- it was much better to grasp, like, conceptually than Fre- French Dispatch. Um, the color palette was, was really fun. And we got... We got in there, uh, there is a kaiju attack going on in the city right now. So if you hear like bombs yes. going off, that's just normal. Aaron Taylor Johnson is completely, yeah, yeah, yeah. completely. He's normal. got it. So uh, we saw this at the Heights Heights Cinema. Very cool place. Um, Wait, where is that? It's like fourteen minutes away from here. Columbia Heights. Yeah. Oh, right. All right. Gotcha. Uh, I was thinking Vendetta Heights. I think it has one auditorium. Very, very, very retro. It's like it's an old fashioned. Yeah, house. it's an it's an old fashioned one. Uh, really cool layout. And when we got in there, the movie had literally just started. So it was perfect timing. We walk in. We just stood there for a second because I was like, let's just stay in here so my eyes can dilate and we can actually see what we're gonna see. <laughs> we just stood there for a little bit and. We found a like a decently good row and like in the middle, and then I finally look up at the screen because I was more focused on just finding some sort of center. And uh, I look up and I'm like almost squinting because I'm like feel like I'm that far away. Mm. And there's two huge black bars on either side of the screen, and it's almost in like square ratio. Like it's I think it's a little it's probably three four or four three. Oh, huh. uh, like tonight's one. Yeah, and uh, I was like, did I, made a mis- did I just make a mistake sitting here? I kind of want to be closer. And then the aspect ratio changed, so it wasn't like um, some of those other ones where they're supposed to be tinier, I guess. It was, it was much more atmospheric. It had a lot of, a lot of space. Mm-hmm. And the set itself, um, like what Alex said, since it's kind of like a Russian nesting doll made out of an onion. It has uh, they have layers. Eaten by a grocery store clerk. 
because his all, all of his movies have that kind of visual aesthetic where you can tell that in in the universe it's supposed to be real but in reality like there's not going to be stop motion animation creatures outside of a submarine okay. you know um, but this was this was interesting because it was supposed to look like a stage play set but the quality was so good because you're supposed to be imagining it anyway. Sort of like so you're in the desert, but the train itself, you can kind of tell that it's a miniature. Sort of like if you're watching a, a filmed, staged version of a Max Fisher play. Yeah, it, it, that's a good one. That's very specific, but yeah, that's like it's pretty close to that. Um, and I love the twist in the middle. That was a great twist. Um, the aliens are gungans. Yep. Okay. Actually, they're Ewoks. Hairless Ewoks. They have to shave before hyperspace, because when they go in their hypercubes to sleep... I didn't um, need to think about that. They they can't have hair, or else it, it'll, it'll get... Basically, when they go in there, they're submerged in a liquid, and that liquid can likely burn, not the skin, but it could burn the hair, and then that will gunk up, gunk up the machine, and then they won't be able to wake back up because it'll short-circuit the whole thing and there's no point in the mission anyway. Alright, so how quickly can I beat them to death with a baseball bat because I don't want to see that? I don't know. What are they, like three foot? Ah, uh, good. I mean, they're very resourceful creatures. And honestly, they're even more dangerous the now fuck? because they're... they're uh, they're hairless, so you can't really grab on anything. They're slippery. I mean, no, I can grab um, on some flesh. No, they oil themselves up, man. Oh, I can get some flesh on there. Do you want me to show you an artist right here? I use those gloves that can go easy on. Yeah, I, com I completely forgot what the hell Chris I was talking about when I went in this Ewok war. Do you want to... <laughs> yeah, show me right now. Ooh. Uh, he has, like, 15 nipples and two dicks. I'm sorry, what? The dicks look like pincers from an ant. What is what is this? It's a hairless Ewok, according to one person. What? Oh, so it's fanfic. Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I like thank the you. face. Ah! Thank you. Ah! Thank you. I get it. I get it. My grandson draws, all right? I don't want to see what you draw. I get it. You draw. That's nice. You this is another to, one. It's just more normal. You I need like to not one. invest in your child's talent. I was expecting more like gross shit. Well, that's gross. You know, like cats when you shake a cat, they're not gonna be like fluffy anymore. They're gonna have weird lumps and bumps and yeah, it's skin. So like it's fleshy skin. Like, <laughs> I, I imagine more of like an ET, like <laughs> like lumpy, but also like skinny in weird places, just like. They We'll be right back with Peter's take on Asteroid City in just a second. Uh, but first, from a word from your local sponsor. That's what I was talking about. A word from your local sponsor. Um, <laughs> this costume of uh, a hairless uh, Chewbacca. <laughs> oh, yeah. The fuck? <laughs> what that's, the fuck is that? That's way more PG than the actual yeah. hairless version. It's a freaking unitard. I do not want to but see it's Chewbacca. I do not want to see a hairless Chewbacca. <laughs> Alright, Chris, look it up. Anyway, he just did. Anyway. Asteroid <laughs> <Ashton. laughs> <Ashton> City! <laughs> oh, 
mattress in the middle of like. It looks like he has. It looks like he has. It looks like he has. Bouncing on it. Bouncing on the mattress. I genuinely kind of like that song for how fucking stupid it is. Ugh. Compared to the other ones that we were watching last night. Oh, God. That's my honorable mention. You know what? Catatonics is catatonics. Actually, no, my real honorable mention is. to make it dance! Bad to make it dance! Stop! this bitches popping pussy, happy biggest hands! New cock! That's it, we got a new cock! New cock! won't be better than murder! <laughs> okay, stop, okay, stop. So I started sitting my ADHD my ADHD in human form. Like little monsters. You, you, you let him move in. You let him move in. I did. I invited him. <laughs> I live here. You did not you invite do. me. Your girlfriend invited me. No, I invited you. I thought she lived here first. No, but then I lived here, and then we both invited mm. you together. So, by default, I did invite you. Yeah. Michael invited me. <laughs> we'll ask her during the break. So, now there's evidence of that guy on this podcast. If you want to say so, I could have just made up a fake name. Right, that's what I'm going on with the bit. We're yes anding right now. Yeah. Who's Andy? We're Wes Anderson right now. Like how I did that? Yeah. So, uh, okay, so Asteroid City. Great. Uh, Great cast. There's a lot of young people in this, which which was always entertaining for a Wes Anderson film. A lot of people that I just have never seen before in my life. Hot's daughter. There was um, a lot of like little little kiddos, which mm-hmm. was fantastic. There were these three little girls that were the daughters of like this main character, and they they basically yeah, and they basically get stranded in Asteroid City, and that's like the kind of premise of the play. Uh, and I won't get into it any further, but these little girls, they're just, they're so cute. They're like, I'm a witch. I'm a vampire. Well, I'm this. Well, I'm that. And they just, they break the mold of what you would assume like a little girl would be in a movie. Mm. And it's, it's so cute. Um, he, his film style has changed slightly. He did a lot of subtle things like, like in Limbo, for example, where they kind of follow the character in center frame instead of the oh, character yeah. like walking out. There were some things like that, but I guess I think I'll have to watch it a second time to really pick pick that part of the of the film because that that I wasn't really focusing on. I was more focusing on the story because it was it was a good story. And they they could do fourth wall breaks because it was all acting within acting within acting again. It was really really entertaining to see like the back and forth and how um, there's a host of this story and the host is Brian Cranston and so whenever it's him it's black and white and the aspect ratio he goes is back movie, isn't he? it goes back to the 3-4 oh, and so then you can know what's happening and there's like an act 1 act 2 page that'll pop up so you know where you are at the play okay. um, and then it'll go from the actual story that's like the play that's being performed and it's vibrant colors, and then it'll go to um, the play that's actually happening, like behind the scenes. Uh, and that, the the color palette, I think it just slightly changes. Uh, 
because it's less like it's just it's just less saturated. So you go from like black and white to like sometimes black and white to just not as much saturation than to like highly saturate what you see in the trailer. Is that isn't that what he did in in Dispatch? Dispatch, yeah, he he did that, but it was. It wasn't in the sense of layers, it was more of like a quilt, because it's supposed to be the layout of oh. like, like a newspaper page. I gotta watch so this it's supposed it's supposed to be like like sewn together pieces of like all these random stories happening. But this was supposed to be layered in a in a very specific okay. way. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I really want to watch it a second time. I, I liked it more than French Dispatch just because of the story. Not because it it was easier to understand. That's like I don't care about that. So I like it when I have to watch a movie more than once. You're going to get more emotional resonance out of one narrative as opposed to a patchwork. Mm -hmm. That's why, like, anthology movies are really hard to... That's true. It's a fair point. ...into emotion. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I I think it matched with my sense of humor and just the acting choices, too. You will always get that weird awkwardness with Wes Anderson like that's his kind of like that's his shtick you'll get the weird awkwardness with characters where they're if it's a group of people they'll all answer in the same way but they just use the thesaurus so instead of saying okay the other one goes sure and the other one goes alright all at the same time or they'll like all be silent so there's those tropes that happen within every Wes Anderson film and that was still a-okay with me but there were there was some new stuff in there that I won't really get into because kind of spoil things but mm. yeah a plus my actual honorable mention is adventures of zemanak episode seven i i watched that again yes you mentioned that over the weekend yeah so i started that at work uh it's still very funny i i found myself imagining what because some some of the shots totally fine rightfully so are like still because he's not going to do stop motion for every single frame jake is not going to do that um, so there are some things that'll happen like with the character um, talking I imagine like oh if this was like legit live action or if this was animated or something like their eyes would go a certain way and I, I found myself doing that because I know the story already like the back of my hand so I wrote it for one thing and I've also watched it countless times so now I'm just kind of watching it like oh the character could like you know twiddle their thumbs at this point or look a certain way at this point or you know look off camera in an awkward way interesting yeah but yeah that's it for me did you go Chris? yes I did uh, that, me talking about uh, my Spider-Verse video was what he was what Peter not Peter I also wanted to talk about I'm losing my mind it's been wow dude I've been up since 7 o'clock was fucked up bro <laughs> did you I did that? Yeah. I've been up since did you o'clock. hear that? 7 a.m. o'clock a.m.? Yes. In the morning a.m.? Yeah. What the fuck was that, man? Yeah, he's been up since 7. Well, I really like Limbo. I'll give it a... So we're done, right? Yeah, we're done. Okay. Do you want to take a break or do you want to power through? Uh, no, let's take a break. I really have to pee and I really have to, like... Cool. Open my mouth. I need to, like... Freaking... Eat something. <laughs> you want some popcorn? Dude, if I eat that popcorn, I'm going to eat all of it. Yeah. That's your popcorn. No. Let's take a break. Um, so... Come on, get to open this up and, like, all these...
We'll be right back after these special messages from your local Fox station. Okay. Too much bread makes you fat in your belly. Alright, so, Alex. Alex, this one's for you, but I think Peter, you'll enjoy this one too. Too much air. Every... Every band has an Eric. No, Eric. Eric, look, just don't. You can you can you can move stuff if you'd like, but just don't sing. Yeah, yeah. We've got a call from the record labor. We don't let the labor. We got a call from the record labor, and they don't want you here, Eric. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So, Alex, this is for you, but I think uh, Peter, you might enjoy this too. Um, Mr. Piece of candy. <laughs> um, so, remember how your car was uh, stolen? Yeah, and they kept driving the by in the middle of the show. They yes, they did that several gone, times, actually. I think gone. one of them actually turned turned your car into a bike and then went by. Um, that was interesting. Um, Transformers! So, Transformers alive! Bicycles in disguise! They have agreed to give it back to you. What? They've agreed to give it back to you. Okay, what's but the there's stipulation? Just, uh, there's one catch. Okay, if you can. I had to bring that guy back. Okay, um, I'm gonna... Hey, everybody, I'm here now. I was gonna ask Fuck. which one, because they were all fucking annoying, but it's the most annoying out of the fucks. Yep, I had to put the kids to bed, so... Okay, well, how many kids... You have children? Dude, not only... Okay, not only do you have... Yeah, he's got me! God damn, I put in a bed. I told you to fucking leave... All right. He's got a deep-voice-sounding kid. He's the worst. Yeah, it's me. And you got. What'd you call me? You're supposed to. You're the worst. Yeah. But I hear you have another kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in bed. He's in bed. Yeah. How old is that? Was that the five-year-old running around yes. pretending to be? Yes. Yes. He's in bed. Okay, so he's a five-year-old, and I'm guessing a teenager with a deep voice. Yep, that's me. We're in summer vacation right now. Just drop. Did your balls just drop? Why, why would you ask a kid that? Because no, they're that still they're still on there. Alex, he's a minor. I know, but, uh, oh, shit. Do I have to make a ukulele apology song? All right. Uh, I guess I'm sorry, because you're sorry angry. Sorry mistakes, but I wanted to know about the little one's ball. Oh, man, that's like my favorite <laughs> song, dude. It's like my favorite song. All right, well, so, well, I make a lot of ukulele apology videos. I'm, from now on, not saying anything until these people leave, because I want nothing to do with what, I will whatever. Now, nah, come on, man. Ukulele come on. apology you can get to your name. Ugalili Apology is a good band name. You just zipped up your pants in front of me. I don't. I don't understand what that's supposed to say. I know that sucks. I liked it when they were down. Thanks a lot, Dick. You, you zipped up Peter's pants with your voice. My name's not Dick. No, not I Richard. was calling you a dick. You dork. You jerk. What is your name? Yeah, what is your name? I'm gonna get going. No. The <laughs> no. Yes. Know some yes. Shit about you. You're like I gotta get out of here. No, don't no, don't back out now. Don't no, you dare back do. out. No, please do. Please leave. Please leave. No, I want yeah, to leave. leave. I, I would like to know your name please so that leave. we can tell the cops when you come please here leave. who you are. You're a piece of I, shit. I know You're that. a piece of shit. I know that. You're a piece of shit. I know that, but you also have a name so we can tell the cops. What's your now, name? Now, that's, that's all good. Uh, What's your name? Oh, now I got on my camera. We're fine. This is an audio recording. Yes, and I just let them know that I've had a camera this whole time. You've had a camera here this whole time? Well, yeah. Dude, I do terrible things in here. Before I'm only the show. recording this guy. I was doing my kegels. Thank you, Lee. Can you leave now, sir? Yeah, I'm leaving right now. God damn it, sir. What's your fucking name? 
No, come back here. Did you? You lock the door? Yeah, we locked the door. Tell us your name. Who's Wayne? He doesn't seem to want me here. Tell me your name. No. Tell me your name. What the fuck? Tell me your name. What the fuck is happening? Just calm down. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Tell me your name. Tell me your name. Tell me your name. Um. Are you looking up your fucking name on Google? Do you not remember? Dad, what are you What are you doing? What's your fucking name? I don't have one. What? You didn't name your son? Now? What? How did I do that? He's your son. He needs to have an identity. How about this? His name Thing One. Is that fine with you? And the other one's Thing Two. Okay, you just decided that now? Yeah. You know how fucked up the things are in the cat in the hat, you piece of shit. Is it an actual cat in the hat, though? Is the yeah. cat in yes. the hat? The cat is in the hat. No, he's yeah. wearing the hat. Yeah, That's he's, different. He's inside the hat when he wears it. No. Yes. It's in the box. No. He's in the box. No. Comes out of the hat. In the no, hat. No, comes out of the box. He's always in the hat. Namely, my wife's box, if you know what I mean. Get the fuck out of here. Jesus. What's wrong with you? Why are you banging the desk? You're going to break it. He doesn't even feel it anymore, man. I'm taking it out. My therapist says I need to take my physical anger out on inanimate objects. Your therapist said that? Back alley therapist. I think, uh... That's not... That's not okay, now, for real? Yeah, but I, I've... I've felt better in the end. Alright, for real, I gotta get going. Uh, let's quickest way out. The window. Death? My God, he jumped out the window. Fuck. I thought he'd never leave. Chris! What if I said door? Do you think... Why didn't you join in on us beating him? Wait, Dad, wait for me! Well, it's almost like he jumped out a little bit and then fully committed. You could have just jumped out the same window that he. I want this first jacket. Broken glass. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that that him screaming belatedly was pretty crazy. Woo! <laughs> oh god, I'm glad they're gone. Yeah, me too. You should like. Do you want you understand that? Me, me, you. You need to update your security. That's what you need to do. You That's summon them. You have a weird... Guys, no, it was a deal, all right? You guys understand that we just kind of, in a way, ripped off one of the most popular comedy bang bang bits that's been going on since day one? Yep. That was awesome. You're welcome. We reinvented the wheel. It just proves that ideas are just... Not, no, not yet. Not yet. Nope. Not yet. Okay. No. I thought it was coming up. we got to talk about the movie first. Which movie? Limbo! How low can you go? How low can you go? Emotionally, because this is a pretty terrible situation. Pretty low if you can't name your own kids five years after they're born. Um, At least five years after they're born. Alright, I don't have kids. Now I find that hard to believe. Um, And I'm aware of. And zombies. Okay, so... Limbo. So, um, this was your pick. Peter. This was Moise. And it also got replaced by another one of your picks. <laughs> yes. So, understand that does that does that did pose a bit of a problem. I'm always a problem. I understand. Whenever something happens to me specifically, 
Usually there's backlash. No, you know what? This has been a problem with all of us. Honestly, now that I think about it, this is a problem with all of us. No, but you only vocalize it when it's when it happened to me. You? Because I was the one boasting about it. No, I mean, no. No. I think the very fact that you were getting it on the wheel very quickly since joining the show, but then also I think at least two to three times you would pick one and then we would immediately watch it. It, it would get on the wheel and then we immediately watched it. Yeah. But what it was... It was the thing that we found out later that was really surprising. That it wasn't just you. That it was, in fact, uh, a, a group-wide effort. And was this recorded? Did you record this part? Where yes. You, where you explain that every male no, has a person assigned to it? No, I don't think we... No, we haven't gotten there yet. We were going to do it when we actually... We actually with. discovered that, I think, after the show, when we were talking about it. I think we spun the wheel. Yeah, because we we landed on it, and then we texted you, and then we were laughing about it, and then in that process we were like, who, the f- who, what, is, who's dominating the other wheels? And then that's when we figured that out. But we'll yeah. get there. And then the then then we'll the algorithm started coming together. Well, we'll talk about that soon. Yeah, we'll talk about we're that talk, soon. We're talking so. about limbo. The, here's the more interesting thing about limbo. It is it. I say this often, it's the most curious out of all the curiosities because none of us knew anything, but the one thing that you saw about this film that led you into it was the scene, uh, probably a little bit more, but the one that you remembered and, and knew the most was the donuts, him staring at them doing donuts. Yep. And was there anything else visually to it? No, it was just that scene where they're like, just being very racist towards him. Oh, so he talks to them and... The it was donuts. the whole scene. It was the whole scene starting from when they were doing the donuts and they picked him up and they're like berating him and then they like get in the car and then the girls are like, can we sign your cast? And in his head he's like, fuck no, fuck you. Okay. So you had some concept of what it was. Yep. And that was it. That it was a refugee, yeah. And I was like, oh, I really want to watch it. And then I immediately thought about, oh, well, if I put it on the podcast, it would have to be a curiosity. And now I really don't want to watch anything else. I don't even want to watch the trailer or anything. So you guys saw the trailer. I never even watched it. Um, all right. I just find that it's interesting that that's the scene that you got and what we got out of the entire experience was so worthwhile. Yeah. It really did. It, this is the opposite, in my opinion, of the Pinocchio thing. Yeah. It's worked out really well. Um, I think the opposite of Pinocchio, though, would be there's too much to talk about. I'm talking about in the sense that Peter picked something. In terms of quality, yes. Good for once. That, that I think... <laughs> that, no, I, again... Something that I, I mean, liked What most. I mean is that it gets something good out of me in particular to talk about. I think you guys... I think it, when, we, when I listened to that Pinocchio podcast, we did get some interesting things to talk about. We just all saw from different perspectives. You from animation, Chris from voice, me from different other elements. But we did... Break down some pretty. We were we were kind of stuck on some things that were still pretty confusing to us, while also at the same time not wanting to go back and fig and like find out how. Like we could, we never figured out what those henchmen were doing. Nope. Robbing nope. him a, a second time, and I don't nope. want to. Nope. But I like the fact that we spent forever trying to figure that out. That was good content, in my opinion, because we're also shitting on it at the same time. But this is uh, this I think is going to get. This I think got a lot out of it. I I feel like. Because I watched it twice, one with my today with my mom, mm-hmm. and got some other interesting perspectives out of it. But, but it's such a good second watch, I feel like. Um, so uh, 
Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm gonna go with the zero. No worries. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> I thought you were gonna keep going and you stopped. And no, I was like, we we. I think we just talk about the director next. So limbo. Um, Peter, you can hit play. Um, so Alex. Oh shit! Yeah. Who is Ben Shara? Ben Shara. There will be ad breaks, so if you're watching this on freebie, we'll call them out. We, we will. I uh, will let you know when there's. A and then we'll watch them and describe them in great detail. Yeah. Um, like when we actually watch the movie. <laughs> so, I, I mean, easy going. Now. I don't know if we're gonna get too far on it just because we're all tired. But um, uh, Ben Shawrock, <laughs> uh, he. I, I I don't I don't know if he's necessarily stated where he was born. But he has actually traveled a lot. But I, I, one thing that is very clear, there's, there's very few interviews that you can find of him. But the very Edinburgh. first one, you thank you. I couldn't tell if he was from Scotland. He's from Scotland. Or if he was from somewhere else and just settled in Scotland. So he's actually traveled around a lot. Um, and this is also not just about him. Actually, the first video you find about <clears throat> him on YouTube when he talks about this movie the very first thing that happens is him talking about how collaborative the filmmaking process is. How his job is just to find the best people at it and get the best out of them uh, to help incorporate what your vision is. But he also says that most importantly, his wife, his producing partner and wife, they are a team. And they are, as, as, uh, as altruistic as I am on this show, he makes it very clear that they do this shit together. Um, so her name is Irene, and I want to get the last name correct, uh, Kuchabi. And she uh, and him met in school. He uh, went to school originally for politics and Arabic. He went to Damascus for a few years to study out there. And um, he was in Syria for quite a while. And then eventually he fell in love with Middle Eastern cinema. He fell in love with... Um, Aramic uh, uh, specifically, and he just Arabic and Islamic cinema, and he just was like, you know what? I I have all these ideas in my head. I kind of think that they would be good movies, and he just shot a small short in his living room with his parents, and he sent that into the film department um, of his school, and they allowed him in. And the next time he went to Damascus, he was studying uh, cinema out there and that's where he met uh, Irene and she was studying biology but she loved film like he liked making things and he loved sociology and telling stories but she just loved watching movies and um, they just came together really quickly they started producing stuff she basically became his producer and started making sure that things got made they made a bunch of shorts and I can't find any of them and they worked hard and hard and hard. Eventually, they made their first feature film, which was called, um, let me get this thing correct, Pecadero. Um, uh, and it's Picadero. And it's about a married couple, not, a, I'm sorry, it's about a couple that have met and are going on their first date and they're just trying to find a place to have sex. And what turns into a story about a guy trying to just get a car to find a place for them to go and have sex turns into should he or should he not take a permanent job there or go with her to Scotland. And it becomes a much bigger story about how um, 
capitalism and uh, uh, capitalism and economic systematic oppression forces you to make the decisions in your life. It, it herds people into corners and they can't really be the things they want to be or, or follow the dreams they want to follow. Um, but it's really, really good. I think the strongest thing about it is the romantic element between the two people and it's really obvious that it's made by a couple. That it's two people who love each other who understand how important that story or at least that element was. And although none of that is in this film, Limbo, it's very interesting to me that while there are some cinematic stylistic choices that are similar, the stories are entirely separate in terms of what they are telling you. So most of what Pecadero is, is just two people staring at each other and the chemistry of them loving each other longingly. It's very in the mood, of lo in the mood for love. Mm. Um, so they made that pretty much just the two of them. She would do all the producing, and it would just basically take all of her day. He would write it, figure out how to make it um, a film, and then shoot it and everything. But she's doing all of the side work, getting everything together. And they did it pretty much the two of them. And it looks pretty fucking good for being produced by two people outside of the system. And um, it gets them into a advertising job, and they start figuring out some things and they form a, uh, another version of their production company and they decide they do not want to make commercials. That's not what they want to do. They want to actually make feature films um, after that one. And they finally got backing from Channel 4 and a, a strong producer, real producers, to make this film. And it's the first time they ever did it. They got to take their time with it. There was no rush. He did as much research as possible. He By the time he made was working on making... Uh, By the way, ad. ad. We're at an ad right now. By the time... Well, they say, they say where the ad breaks are. Hopefully they should be the same for everybody. Mm, yeah. Um, so, uh, he... By the time he was done with Pecadero, or they were done with Pecadero, um, he was hearing horrible... Seeing bad, bad representations of refugees in film. And he knew a lot of them, personally. So he wanted to tell a story that didn't portray them as pitiful or desperate or um, uh, opportunistic. He wanted to portray them in a very human, with a lot of humanity to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, he spent a lot of work on this, did a lot of research, got uh, heard a lot of stories, spent even more time in Syria. And then eventually uh, they decided that they were gonna do it in Iceland. They're going to shoot there, but eventually they thought it would be easier to do it in Scotland. Still produced by Channel Four at this point, and he spent a long time wandering around Scotland trying to find a place. And eventually, when he found the town, he was like, "Perfect, this is it." Um, took a long time to find everyone involved. Uh, did nationwide search for both uh, Omar and Farhad, and they had someone very particular in mind. There are two films he mentioned that he, in that first original video that he was inspired by, I'd love to watch them both, but I think one is The Remains of Time. But there's a major actor in both of them that they wanted to have play Farhead, but he was just too old for the part. And so they went with this other gentleman that I think was pretty great. And 
Uh, the guy who plays the music at the end, <laughs> I want to make sure that I get the composer's name right because I listened to his music all week and it, or the after we watched the film, I watched I listened to his music for a couple days, but I did a lot of research on Syrian refugees throughout the week without getting spoiled on the movie. It was Kayem Alani, um, and I really loved it. He composed the song in 2011 and it's really really great i kept listening to it over and over and over again but the album is pretty awesome too uh and it, just a lot of weather problems mostly trying I to imagine like when he's <laughs> on a, a lot of wind when he's on the dock and he's just looking at the waves they actually had scuba divers in the water in case he fell off Fuck! stuff like that um uh, there's a great okay, so there's a great interview. There's okay, so there's one podcast. Oh, Jesus Christ! That is, <laughs> holy shit! Co-hosted by Macy Williams of Game of Thrones, and they do what we do. They just watch movies every week and talk about them. They actually got the guy who played Omar to do an interview with him, and he talks about many of the influences. One that I said while we were watching the movie was Buster Keaton, and he actually did a lot of research on Buster Keaton. Um, and his performances because um, the director had mentioned him and he also talked about just how much work he had spent uh, doing res research on Syrian refugees they wanted to get Syrian refugee actors but they just realized you can't really do that and give them work yeah you just can't you they literally can't pay yeah. them and the other problem is the ones that actually do get asylum and become actors our, our, our professional actors got asylum because they lied on their papers saying they had another job. So they can't be that thing because they've lied about the other job just to get asylum. God and damn. so shit like Systems that Systems broken. Over and over and over again. Um, and it just worked out really, really well. They took it to Sundance and he that was his main goal was to get it to Sundance. And then the pandemic struck. So they never really got a theatrical release. Mm. But it did do very well at the BAFTAs. In the lead actor, Omar, got a nomination, and the movie got a few nominations as well. The wife, as a producer, got nominations. Um, and my guess is they're probably working hard on their next thing. Because uh, the jump from Pecadero to this was pretty, pretty decent, about five years. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see anything from them for a little bit, but I gotta be honest, man, I like this stuff. The first film cuts, cut like there's a deep rug pull in that movie that is both awesome and also shitty. Like in a lot of ways, you're like, oh, fuck, damn. But this is sad until the end, and then you're like, okay, like his mental stability is fine. And he has a new perception on the world. Literally, it goes from four three to like letterbox. Like it, yeah, it, there's a visual representation of how he sees the world differently now, despite being the only refugee left on the island. So I find that all very interesting. That that third act reminds me a lot of the Rushmore third act, where this guy's been an asshole the whole time, and then the last thirty minutes he's like, all right, I'm going to start fixing things. The speed and the <laughs> pace in which that third act gets better and happier and happier. I really do like, but um, yeah, it did really well. I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, the next film they're planning on is going to come out. I mean, this it's kind of slowed down even more so with the pandemic. But they have two ideas now that they're working on. 
Um, it's exciting. And yeah, I'm really interested. It's it's they are a team which I find really interesting. You can't get much from her during interviews because they didn't have a lot. They were actually having a baby at the time that this wow. was coming out. Well, that's so about the complications. In, in the first in the in the first video on YouTube, she's like, "We have the producer partner. We were gonna have her here, but the four month old is sick." He's like, "Yeah, no, she's my wife, and she's in the back room. It's my baby. Like we are a team." This is us doing this together. But because they're so small and because this movie was so small, they just haven't had an opportunity to promote it that much. So there's not a lot out there with them. Um, mm. uh, a not long-form discussion and stuff like that. There's some quick interviews and how did you make this scene and where would you go from? What was the movie mm. like? But there's no like long-form things except for that first interview, which is very interesting. really details a lot of the things that go into making a movie. How long it took to research, how long it took to find production, how hard it was to find a producer, how much easier it was once you found a producer you could trust. That sort of stuff is really important. It's just the things that we don't know and don't see until we're actually in the business. But coming from a guy who was like, eh, I can make movies, to finding the love of his life because she loves movies, to as a pair truly like pushing each other to make this stuff real. And to realize that their talents are not for corporate designs. They're, they don't want jobs. They're here to make something for everyone. And I think Limbo, for their first real financial back, is phenomenal. It's like, it's, it's a real true, like, we want to make films and then we can make films with everyone, which is pretty cool. So as a starting couple in this business, I'm, I'm excited for anything they make after this. So. I, I really loved it. I truly loved it. Chris, what'd you think? This is probably one of my favorite curiosities. I think the first words out of your mouth were, I love movies. When this was <laughs> over. Yeah. So. You had as much of a, like, I think everyone in the room felt as happy with that, as satisfied with what we watched yeah. as Evil Dead 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just the, for different reasons, but yeah. Yeah. This is, like, man... I even mention it. You'll see it in the in my Spider Verse video, but like I mentioned, this is like I've just been in the dog days recently, and like just trying to figure out. It's just like I've been having a lot of thoughts about October Sky. I remember talking about that about a year and a half back, yeah. and like I keep going back to like. Well, I guess I gotta go back in the mines, because that's what I feel like going back out and trying to find a full-time job not related to my area of study is like. It's like going back to the coal mines when you want to build rockets. And, like, this movie was like a, really just like a cold splash of water in my face. I'm like, ah! God! Like, it's like, you come out of the, you come out of it, it's just like a, you're just being greeted with like sunshine. It's like it's like even though this movie is as cold as it gets, like visually, um, and so it was just such a sad. It was so satisfying because like in so many ways, because genuinely that's it conveys its dreariness very well. And the main thing I I want to call attention to is the sound design. It just makes the whole world so lived in. And, like, it makes it feel real. 
Honestly. Yeah, my father was really, he really loved the wind. He's like, I've been in places like that. That's just an all-encompassing sound. Yeah. Like, it really made, like, like it really, like, the cold scenes when, like, when it's snowing, it, like, it brought me back to, like, freaking, like, winter. I know, I forgot it was 85 degrees outside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I. It's, it's, it's there's also like a small like charm to it too, like between um, Omar and Fahid. Fahid, um, and like it's also very Wes Andersony. Like we were talking, you were just talking about Asteroid City. Like it's so funny. Yeah, it was uh, Asteroid City was a good chaser after this. Yeah, because <laughs> I watched it in that order. I watched this and then the mm, day that's after a good point, that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you also spoke about the Nacho Libre guy too. Yeah, like the, the Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I. Uh, it's very interesting because you. It's it's obvious that guy could look at those two and be like, those are influences. But he speaks a lot about other countries from the Middle East and what he saw there the most. So he's, we say those references here because they're the loudest. But he's talking about. Probably he's at least visually referencing stuff that we have no idea about. And I like how you how it changed at the from end. four three to to like two point four one or two point three five one. It's a shock. It's a splash when he gets to his face. Like it's just shot differently after that because it's a whole different perspective. It's literally throughout the entire movie, it's him in a box. Yeah. And we're following him. It's like it's him putting himself in a box. Well, there's this moment. Who's in the box? There's actually a lot of things. Like it. Okay, so the Syrian refugee crisis started in 2011. It is since then the largest crisis of refugees in the world. There are almost seven million refugees (gasps) from this from this country and and conflict alone. Most of them are around surrounding countries, but Germany is probably the closest, the nor- the like the most European one, and then they're kind of scattered everywhere. Like there's a reason places like Scotland probably only have like a handful and just shove them in the middle of nowhere. Like they they don't really want anything to do with these people, and it's mostly Christians and missionaries that are trying to do their best to solve this. Um, so yeah, it's. It, it's it, it makes a lot of sense when you see Farheed talk about the speech with the chickens. Although he also, I also think he's talking about other elements about himself that separates him from other people. But it's it's it makes a lot of sense where he's like, you take these pe- these chickens, you bring a new one in, they fight over each other, and then at the end of the day, what does it matter when death comes? And that's that's the thing. You take yeah. these people, they put them in Scotland, <clears throat> and Scotland, and Scots are like, you get out of our country, and at the end of the day, we're all going to die. But then you also have that scene where he walks up to the sheep in that cage, and he's just looking at the sheep in the back of the truck, and they're all just like, it's like eight of them, just like crowded, and none of them can move. And he just looks them dead in the face, and then he walks away, and you just, there's they're, they're sheep stuck in a man-made box in the most open, vast field in front of their eyes. It's constant visual representations of what he's doing. The first shot in the movie is not a still photograph. It's moving slowly. Slowly. So Mm -hmm. the most average, the average person in in a refugee's camp length is 
at the most it was 15 years and you're looking at about four of these days that's still four years three have been there 32 months 32 months and five days that is a hell of a long time to be in the middle of nowhere almost three no job and no help no one to back you up any of that and that's a really interesting way to there's so many visual visual ways to say that this is the situation what they feel like putting you in it how alien must it be to look at those people do those da- that dance at the beginning? Like, you understand what they're doing, but you don't understand why they're doing it in this way. It's so odd. It's the, the lamest people to be doing it. That was so crazy. That was so cringe. Like, I could not handle <laughs> that. And then outside of them, everyone else in Scotland is like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? It's crazy. The, uh, lots of alienation. Yeah. It's just... And it was just it's it. The reason I say it's like it, was, it felt like a cold splash of water. It just reminds me just how. It the reason I said I just like love freaking movies. It's because like it had that October sky effect with me. It's like I was moved by that, genuinely. Like a movie did that. A me sitting down and watching a sequence of images. Flash for an hour and 45 minutes just moved me. Like, it just spoke volumes to me, and I'm just so impressed at how just compelling this all was from just visually. Like, there's. The dialogue is just so. They do the most with as little as they can without sounding like. Like, it's forced. Like, it's not without being, like, a silent movie. Like, actually advancing character. And, yeah, I just, I'm just so damn impressed by this. It just reminded me, I was just, like, how influential and how, like, powerful movies can be. And the whole reason why I fell in love with movies in the first place. Like, it's movies like this. It's stories like this that keep me going that I didn't choose the wrong like I didn't choose the wrong path here. This is you the know? Re- this is the kind of, this is the reason I want you to see Oppenheimer a lot. So you're probably gonna have a good Oh I thought it was because of the sex. Yeah, there's a sex scene in it, sure. Really? That's where you're going, right? Really? That's yeah, yeah, no, they're probably between Florence Pugh and Kelly Murphy, of course. It's, it's an adult. It's an adult movie where adults act like ad- adults. You're going no problem with just that. Admit it. Just admit it. You're going it's for more than three the explosions. Hour movie. You're going for the explosions. <laughs> there must be a money shot in there somewhere. Three hours. Gotta there's got to be one. Yeah, full front explosion. So well. I'm hearing full explosion. Front. Yeah, that's the money shot. Yeah, I'm hearing full front. But my but my point is is that. You you spend a lot of time with blockbusters, and I know you love blockbusters. I don't think there's any problem with that. But like I said before, with something like past lives, like this is what it, this is what you go for. Like there's there the most memorable times that I have at Willow working there was with movies that barely anybody saw that were small and impactful for different reasons. Yeah, I I I don't know how many fucking times I saw the ending of the movie Hostiles with Christian Bale. And Rosemary Pike. I no one remembers that movie, but I watched it over and over and over again because that ending floors me every time. No one knows about it. I 
came and it went. Movies are great. Yeah, it's just it's just it's such a powerful narrative, and like I just relate to like that whole like saying that they do. It's like an artist who doesn't, an artist who can't play is dead. They specifically say musician, but I think they're very clearly like musician. Artist. They're making this as universal as right, right, for right, anyone, yeah. anyone who's an artist, anyone who has left their family. Anyone who's a refugee in particular, anyone who's an immigrant, at le- there's so many ways that they take this very personal story of this one individual, which I'd love to write down how per- personal this is for him specifically. But yeah, there's so many ways that you can relate to this and on a universal scale. It's yeah, I just relate to that so well because it's just like it's just so it's just so beautifully like kind of tragic. You know, because, like, these guys are holed up in there. They don't know when, like, it, they don't know even if they're ever going to, they're, like, they're, they're ever going to see Asylum, if they're ever going to, like, um, and there are no more cats in America. Um, yeah. so. Like, get to go to the And there are no more, like, cats in Scotland. Get, get to go anywhere else, get to have a job, live yes. their life. Like a Western dream, yeah. Um, like not just the American dream, because this is in Scotland. I, I, yeah. We'll get to Farhead's dream, but I think you can, you can make an argument that just being in a different environment where you feel like you could flourish on its yeah. own. But I think he's gay. More than likely, yeah. Yeah, I think he's gay, but at the same time, I mean, Freddie Mercury, all those connections. They don't yeah. put a hammer it down, but I do think he is. But at the same time, I, did, I as we were watching it, mom and dad were like, he's gay. And I was like, yeah, but they don't necessarily state it in the film. Yeah. And my dad's like, well, what else could he be? And I was like, doesn't matter. You could just not feel at home with the people you're at. You could yeah. be in a situation where you just don't feel like you can be yourself, like you're pretending at all times. And an immigrant in another country may feel that way. Like, that's just another way you can do it. I think they really are. It's like the trans Spider-Gwen thing. Like, Spider-Gwen doesn't have to be, but she could be. Like, they don't have to hammer it home, but it's there. Like, that ambiguity is there for anybody. But they lean a little bit more trans. No, but she's got to be. Uh, Uh, I believe she is. The sign was in her room. I think she is. Uh, I I think she's trans. Why not? I don't, I, I don't think you would have, I don't think that's something they would necessarily hide. My point is, is that it's not important to the story. I know, but like, it's not if she was trans, I don't think they would, like, I don't think they'd skip over that. Why? Why would it have to be important to the narrative? F- fucking producers, man. They want to, like, pretend Why is it important to you? Why is it important to me? I'm not saying it's important to me. I'm sa- that's what I'm saying. Like, why can't it be like, one or the other? The ambiguity of the scene means that it could be either or. It could be anything. She could or she could not. Yeah. Exactly. And I think she is. Wow. I don't know anymore. I don't care is the point. I don't think they care either. I think this movie makes it clear that if he was gay, and I do think he's gay, that that is probably one of the main reasons he couldn't be himself in his country. But it doesn't have to just be that. Where's your car? Where's your car again? God damn it. They're just pulling in. Fuck, man. They took out the converter and now the muffler's dragging. 
I told them. I told them. Don't why touch the radio why station. Why are they just driving around? No, like, they no, they stabbed me in the back. They brought it stop until no, they they stabbed me in the back. It's it's gone again. Um, Damn so violence. I, I Farhead could be trans. He could be um a lot of things. He there could be something about him that and it could just be as simple as I want a job, and yeah. not to fight in my country where there's war. I want to be somewhere where there's a building with a desk that I can do my job at and help somebody at and have an apartment and go to a coffee shop like be like know, yeah be like vanilla ice I don't want to I don't like I don't want to be in jail but I don't want to so rip off I, queen I, exactly I don't mind capitalism when you've been stabbed in the ass five times like that's maybe that's a nice thing yeah. so I I think it's I think that you could say that about Farhi but even he's like when he, when the other guys like, don't you think that you can go home and not have to do this stupid American Western cultural thing? And he's like, even if that was the case, man, like I don't feel at home that way, and I should be able to make the ability to go somewhere else. It's not my fault the system is this fucked up, and it's not my fault that my country went to war. I don't want to do either one of those things. I just want to be myself, and the only way to do that is to get grinded through this system. Until the moment I come out and I either am completely disillusioned about everything or my little bit of hope kept me alive. Or I go home. Or I get deported on their terms. Or I die out in the fucking cold because I have nowhere to run. Like these options get smaller and smaller and smaller for them. And I, I, I just think that Farhead, Farhead wanting to have anything different than what his country could offer him is the point. But I think the movie also kind of makes the point that he's gay. And that's a big reason to not want to be in Afghanistan. So yeah. I, I don't... Or anywhere near the Middle East. Don't, don't blame him for that. But I do think that it's a prime example of a movie saying, he's probably this, but hey, he could be anything. And I think it's the same thing with her, of them saying she's probably not, but hey, why not? The point is it's not part of the narrative, and who gives a shit? Until he mentions it's part of the narrative. But it's part of the the character's choices for doing the things he's doing in. And that's the point. Everyone has a reason for doing what they're doing. And if the only reason is I don't feel like I can be myself where I'm at, then that is a justified reason enough to want to immigrant to be an immigrant in another country or mm. get away from it and if the system doesn't allow you to do that that's fucking crazy so i i think that that's that ambiguity is really really interesting but the his his determination to always have a sunny side up attitude or to look on the silver lining of things is very interesting it's incredibly impactful to omar and it's a great it, there's a character in the first movie too that's like that but it's it's way more forward in this film. Prominent. I realize I didn't. I never solved that uh, hangman puzzle that they had back there. I forgot to really look into that. I uh, yeah. One thing that really got me here that I don't remember was the Northern Lights thing. Um, well, I was laughing at it at the time, but at the, uh, what I never recognized him saying the first time is that it's. Some people say that it's your loved ones visiting you in spirit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that that's the, there are two things that cop. When he's playing the music, that really... That's really me. fucking good. But I what really got... The two things that got me when I was watching this was all the brother stuff. Particularly the, the, 
the two guys that are pretending to be brothers, one of them probably lost a younger brother, which is why he asked the other guy to do it. Then mm-hmm. he dies while at the same time Farhead's brother probably dies out there in Syria. And then when he meets him at the end, it's just all that stuff is really interesting and really. Meanwhile, Omar. I'm sorry? Yeah. Omar meets him. Meet, uh, meets his brother. Yes, I'm, what did I confuse? What did I mistake? Okay, thank you. All right. Uh, but yeah, that's. I find that all that brother stuff to be really cool. Yeah, it was just. It's. <laughs> it really does have like a dry and dark sense of humor this joke with them with them applauding him getting the <laughs> I used to be that's the darkest joke I think in the movie like that's yeah. I laugh really hard at that but that is incredible mission dark. accomplished yeah um, but the movie uh, the darkest moment is obviously when they find oh god the yeah field. that was like Add, add, add. Oh, it's, it's against vaping. Alex, you need to stop. Vaping nicotine. You should still stop. No. It's telling you to stop. Nicotine. Stop vaping. I'm yeah. not you using that word. It's telling you to stop. Okay, nicotine. Um, I'm saying the word. Nicotine. It's done. Sorry, you're good now. Nicotine. Nicotine. Never any sir. The hell is this for? The more you say it, the worse it gets. Nicotine. No, no, no. Let's look at CW starting. It's starting to sound like something else. It sounds like something. Like I don't hear it. You're, 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 no. you're, you're, you're sounding more like a. I don't. I don't hear the word Novocaine in there. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. It sounds like something you would name your child. Um. So. Yeah, I. It's just. It, it just. It just moved. Like it. That moment where he discovers that guy's body out there. That was just so brutally honest about like uh, it was so honest about a lot of things. Was his name like like Wass? I think it was Wallace. But the... Wassef? Wassef. Wassef, that's it. Yeah, so when he runs the next three shots after they pull the other guy and into the truck and drive away. Mm-hmm. It's the coldest. It let the wind yeah. shock gets stronger and stronger. You're like, oh, that shit's dead. Yeah, that dude's dead. But there's nowhere else he could run. They're on a fucking island. Yeah, so you hide on an island, right? Well, underground or something. They don't even. Hey, he did hide himself underground, Peter. He hit him. Yeah, I guess. With his soul. He ended up being hidden underground. He's six feet underground. That is true. There's this no is incredibly there. visual, but um, you remember the the white, like the white guy, the asshole from the donut scene. Oh yeah, yeah the ball guy. Yeah, that's his IMDb picture. Dope. He is that character. Well, he's very funny. <laughs> like he's really funny in that in that one moment. Yeah. The way he delivers that, like don't like you know like don't go you know just don't do that. Don't blow. I'm gonna blow call you up. Everything but the child of God. You want to get in this car and do donuts with me? That is a really don't, funny escalation. Don't, don't fucking do bad things, by the way. You want to ride? Like, I, I find that really funny. There are so many... There are really strong moments in this film while at the same time the whole journey really takes you someplace. Yeah. I think the first shot 
is really great. Every time they go to a phone booth shot and you just see people standing around like ghosts. It's really oh my great. god, he was Real. not that guy, but um, Amir, our main character. Omar. Omar. No, no, no. His actual name is Amir. Oh. Uh, he's in Star Wars. <gasps> Let's see. Rise of Skywalker. Oh. He was a commander. Good for him. Yeah. What a reward. He's great. I loved him. I, um, the night manager he was in. Yeah, I saw the... That's what got him the job, the night manager. I actually like that. What a reward. Good Tom Hiddleston miniseries. Uh, so, I love the moment... Here's one of the best movies of 2020. Uh, being Star Wars. No, this came out before... No, this came out after Star Wars. Yeah. Fuck. Good. So this was the reward. Oh, okay, all right. Now I get it. This, this is, is, him, this is him redeeming. So yes. uh, I love the scene. Big time. I, I, my, there's a lot of like still shots of just like scenery that I love, but I think my favorite visual moments, um, the first, the, the opening credits with Limbo in general are really great. I love when they're having the argument and they they see each other through the glass door and they look like Picasso paintings. Oh my God, it's so it's so good. I love that shot. Um, so that we all really fucking jizz over the whole huh? cutting of what? the cast. The cutting of the cast, tuning of the... Oh, yeah! We I all did. were like... I, I really wish good. you had put that differently. I did ejaculate. No, 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 we all came. No. And when? Cinematically. We did. We all loved that moment. Yeah, that, um, was, that was really good. I think that was really great, too. Um, um, I think the best shot is the body in the on the ground. Really, yeah. that really just that overhead. Yeah, that it really just says it all. Out of out of all it's the shots great. that have happened in this movie, that one stuck with me the most. It felt the it was the close like you could, that could be a Coen Brothers shot. When that movie ended, I I just went, immediately went back to Wasif, just curled up, dead. It is so and like that story, is so crazy. Just that mini little story in this yeah, movie the is super great. And what's really interesting is this movie is told by a Scottish guy. And it's written by a Scottish guy, but he's not Syrian. He just spent time in Syria. And I like that that story is not about mm. Syrians, but looked at from a Syrian perspective. He doesn't know the whole story. He just has to hear it. And in this movie, they're just a part of his life. Right. And the thing that they help him with is, the, is the, the grief of his brother, realizing that he's probably dead and that he, he just has to deal with it. I don't think his parents have come to terms with it, but I think he comes to terms with the death of his brother. When he buries Wasif, he's burying his brother. Yeah. Uh, and the real question That's is... That's an interesting thought. Did, did his brother actually visit him, or was it in his head? Was he actually visited by the spirit of his brother through the Northern Lights, or was he all in his head and it was something he needed? And I think that when you watch it again, the conversation could very clearly be him making those answers in his head. But I just... He says it. He's like, I don't need your blessing. I don't need any of this. But I do need to talk to you. And I need someone to just kind of get me to play again. To get this in my arms again. I found it as like a spiritual spiritual moment. Not that it really was his brother's spirit mm. with him. It was just it was just an intimate moment that he had. And that in the Northern Lights probably triggered something within him. And he... Well, he didn't like, see them until after. But he got like closure with it. Yeah, I agree. That's what I felt. No, yeah, I, again, the ambiguity of this film for moments like that is really nice. Like, it doesn't, if there's no 
clarification of things. Yeah, it leaves yeah. things open for you to put your own personal experiences, optimism, cynicism in mm-hmm. where you want. And that's really elegant. Really elegant how he does it. Also, I will say, they do it. The lightest joke in this whole movie is when he wakes up to the chicken on his... On his <laughs> the cut, the, the, when you watch the chicken and it's sleeping, and then the cut of it waking up when he wakes up, it's very quick. But it's, it's a like, great huh? shot. Yeah. Uh, there's another moment where he's playing where the camera pulls in real quick, and I'm like, dude, man, this guy's got some other like fun in him with that camera somewhere. Um, and so yeah, I those are probably my favorite, most like striking moments. And then of course the whole performance. Yeah, the performance at the end. I think that's what stuck with me. Yeah, like that whole that whole scene when it went quiet because you just heard his breath. Yeah, when he was playing. Yeah, God, chills. Yeah, that really did give me chills. Like, if it wasn't so fucking hot, it would have given me like. Real physical chills. It was cold at that time. I wouldn't say it was cold. We had the fan on. There was four people on one couch. Naked. Yes, I agree. But no, in afraid. We were not naked. <laughs> you got it right. You were naked, and I was very uncomfortable. Afraid. <laughs> he was naked too, guys. Come on. No, I was scared too. Want to go to this island where it's just breezy all the time? Yeah. And we have to have scuba people in the water. I'll just wait till late October. Um, I think there are outside of those visual moments that I love, the actual like, technique to them. There's really great story and performance moments. Mm-hmm. That moment with him and the grocery store guy, and then it comes back. He's got the sumac. That shit's great. It's a good little callback. Salt wins the circle. Wins the concert. I like. Uh, I like. Uh, I do like the argument that he has between. Uh, between him and Farhead, but I do love when he makes when Farhead makes the speech about the chickens, and then starts singing Queen. I honestly thought I'm like, is this motherfucker gonna kill himself? But it's just, <laughs> uh, later you find out he's probably talking about pretending to be straight in his own country. Yeah, and it's, but also it's like pretending to be anybody, having to be different anyway. You have to, yeah. You put you put on a face like mm-hmm. that. Especially when people aren't as excited. I remember how you two were having like a giant laugh when Far when Farad is like being his uh, hype man. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. His lawyer? No, his his manager. His manager and uh, his manager lawyer. slash agent. Yeah. I'm your manager slash agent. And uh, lawyer? I on the Buttercast <laughs> I pretend to be Peter's fake lawyer. Not his real lawyer, but his fake lawyer. I hate it every time. Every time, but I get you out of school. Wait, so you're pretending you to, bigger to be a pretend yep. lawyer. Yep. You get me out of a minute problem and create a bigger problem. Exactly. I, almost, fix that problem. I almost always get you into contracts. If you want to... You don't want to be in... If you want to douse an oil fire, you saw a bigger explosion there next to it. We should have an oil explosion at some point in the show. Good luck animating that. Um, you don't animate any of it. Sure, currently. We'll get someone else too. Yeah, hopefully. Oh. You just get cooking oil in a bottle. Oh no. Anyway. Um Yeah, I just I, I really like this. This is just so This is just so like you could tell they spent time on this. You can yes. tell they took their time. Like it's just so cold and 
It just really captures the mood. I'm just like, I would see myself watching this again if I was ever like maybe in like the winter time, like if it's ever like if I if I if I'm ever like finding myself in like the dumps. Yeah. You know, like between this and October Sky or to a more extreme like End of Evangelion, like if I'm really down in there, like those, I would just probably pop those three movies in and just like. Start digging my start digging my way out. I think if you are into Hal Ashby or um, the the Nacho Libre guy or yeah. more Wes Anderson, that's very close to what this is. Very just composed, structured, like Kubrick is yeah. very close to this kind of look. Um, and yeah, that is that is a sense of style. But what is really rewarding is how how much humanity. Is been researched and put into the bones of this. Like, oh yeah. On, on surface level, you're like, okay, it's a slow stylistic piece, and you watch it, and you're just <laughs> truly shocked at how like human each and every person is, and and just how the experience is not a like. How does this guy? Is this guy ever gonna get out of here? Is this guy ever gonna like fix yeah. things? Like, there is no fixing of things. The fixing is internal. You're fractured as a human being based off of the system you've been chewed out and spit into. You are, outside forces have forced you here. You're lucky that dreams are free. And that, that I find very, very interesting. Omar has the best stone face look. He, like I said. He must be great at poker. Well, I, uh, I would think so. I, I, I love the moment where he tells him to I would back. fold just looking at him. I, there, he doesn't smile until the very end, and then probably one of my favorite like leading actor moments is when he's trying to tell for him to take the chicken back. Like it's just it's a good back and forth. He's very fast, and I'm like, you would be really good. I would watch you in a movie, like a lead. But the thing that grabs me, and the thing that grabbed me when we were watching it, is the Buster Keaton stone face thing. And he even says it. I watched a bunch of Buster Dad. Keaton. Have you seen any Buster Keaton, Chris? No. He is known as the Great Stone Face. Whatever happened to him, it doesn't matter if a giant hurricane blows him six feet across in midair and he lands on his face and scrapes across the ground. It doesn't matter if a giant building that could kill him, if it fell on so, a right, he's always got the same stone face. So he's the Easter Island dad. Nah, sure. But actually, yeah, you know what? They're both long. He's very long. But the thing is, That's no matter what happened to him, he would never smile. He would never break. He smiled and, and, and convinced you with his eyes. But that's what made it funny. It didn't matter if he was getting chased by cops and he has to wing himself on a car like in a way that no one would ever believe. He always has the same stone face. And they, I do like the face stuff that they talk about in this where he's like, you can smile with your eyes and stuff. But, um, oh, I liked this movie. Uh, the trailer for the Vince Vaughn killer movie where he's freaky. That's it. Yeah, they switch bodies. I liked it. Um, I... I do find it very interesting that that's how they kind of control that situation. It's kind of hard to talk about the movie with all these white people. With all, with all these ads and Peter not um, here. Um, yeah. I think uh, the, what really grabs me about um, probably... The, the, there's so many turns in this that I thought it was going to go down a certain route, mm -hmm. and it doesn't when he's on the dock and you see the girl with the dolphin head, I'm like, oh, romantic interest. And it's like, nope, she's just trying to get him to buy dolphin stuff. Mm -hmm. And then later... Really? Like, That's what you thought? Honestly, yes. The way they set it up, I was like, it reminded me of Napoleon Dynamite or Eagle vs. Shark. 
um, which is a Taika Waititi early film about two people that are weird. That Do I even need to ask? What? Eagle vs. Shark. Yeah, the title. I mean, it, it means something. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Because I don't want to explain it. And I would just say, um, that that's what it reminded me a lot of. Um, oh, you got your just on time. I needed to ask you something oh, about nice. Eagle vs. Shark. You. Oh, Since our idea. fan just turned off, I got his popsicles. Mm. Oh no, I'm totally fine. Dude. Mm. Mm. Eat the fucking popsicles. Eat the fucking popsicles. I have sensitive teeth, bitch. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. You cater to my feelings. Uh, and you're gonna hurt them if you don't eat the popsicle that I gave you. So eagle versus shark. Uh, is it an actual eagle and a shark? I thought this I hate guy this left. Fucking guy. I hate this I guy. thought he left. I said I wasn't gonna explain it. Well, I kind of need some answers. Why do you need answers? Because it's... I need to know. Why? Because it, it sounds cool. Why? Because... An eagle versus a shark? Come on. You wouldn't want to watch that movie? Why? Okay, you're being a cunt right now. <laughs> oh, sir. Whoa. Well, Whoa. if you're going to use that kind of language, then yes, I'll tell you. Uh, it, <laughs> they both dress up like eagles and a shark for certain... Like a costume party. And they kind of have a fight and then they fall in love. You made that up, didn't you? No. I've seen it. Like the trivia game? I want you to not live. (laughs) (laughs) That's rough, Peter. Could you live somewhere else away from us? No. I want you to live somewhere else away from us. Sorry, they got me really badly. Hey, man, just... Remember when David Lynch told you to unexist? (laughs) Again, I... Okay, so I listened to the Evil Dead app when Celery comes in. Really funny. We talk... We break and deter for a long time. But he's been improving wonderfully today. He had a moment where he was like four or five different people over here before he talked to you on the other side of the door. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Mm. Um, Good for you, man. Evil vs. Shark. I guess... They dress as an e- one dresses as an eagle, one dresses as a shark. They meet at a costume party, and then they clash but fall in love the entire time. Um, and it re- like when I saw him go on the de- the deck and see that girl in the dolphin head, I was like, "Oh, love interest." And then it was like, "No, she's just trying to sell dolphin that, stuff." That thought never crossed my mind. Uh, it never, it never felt like this was that kind of movie. I didn't know what this kind of movie was. Curiosity. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where we were gonna go. Um, the, uh, there's a couple other ones like I like for when he makes the speech here I'm like is this motherfucker gonna kill himself? Um, there are things about this that lead you down paths of questioning what what is the character thinking internally. I will say though, just go on a quick tangent. Uh-huh. I thought when he came back from playing for his dead, maybe not dead brother, mm-hmm. um, older brother, I think. His older brother. I think so. Looked older. I thought that he was going to walk in on him and he'll be like hanging from like a shower curtain. Like Same a thing. Line. Same thing. When I it came into like, the house and, it was, and it's it just quiet. a chicken, I thought he killed himself too. I, or Either he left or he's dead. I thought he killed himself. Yeah. Either way, I've always been like, yeah, this is not that kind of movie. For a second, yes. For a second, it's like... For a second. The Northern Lights... The problem with the Northern Lights is that I didn't understand what they said at the beginning of the movie. 
So when he saw the Northern Lights, I was like, oh, cool, Northern Lights. That's nice. I didn't know that it was like him going, oh, shit, my brother's speaking to me from beyond the grave. Mm -hmm. And I just got a cathartic helpful from him. I didn't know that that's the turn of the movie until, until he sees him and he's like, I get to go home. And that's the point. The moment he sees that Northern Lights and he has that Scott. cathartic moment, it's the moment Max Fisher decides to do the same thing. The entire third act just goes down this really, really pleasant growth yes. for this character. And it's what, like, it's he varies a, with Seth. I, you could make an argument that the entire middle section gets really sad and dour until the guy dies, and then you're like, okay, now you've now you've earned it. The guy's dead. Like that fucking sucks. But then you then he just hits that growth, and you're like, I need to talk to my mom on the phone. And you're like, God, just talk to your mom, talk to your brother. And that brother scene happens immediately after. They don't fucking fuck around. He talks to his mom. He understands his brother's probably gone. He needs to do something. But that moment really changes things interestingly and for the better. And just uh, Once you get to that sumac part, you're like, oh, man. Yeah. This is great. I love it. He has to make that pastry. Yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. I, as much as I love Farhide and Omar, everyone in this movie is fantastic. I don't think there's a weak league of the bunch. No. I loved Wasif. The the aspiring Commanding dude. I don't want to be like... He has a Chadwick Boseman kind of look to no, him. No, he, he has that charisma, man. But outside of just like... Outside of the fact that he looked like Boseman to me, I was like... The moment he opened his mouth when they were talking about the Friends thing, he's like, you know they're here to break us. I was like... Who the fuck is this guy? And then when he runs away, it's the saddest thing ever. Really? I love the fact that he fits things with his friend before that happens, but you see this commanding guy who's human because he has this dream that will never happen, but he's also, like, the tough one of the two of them. Obviously, he's lost his own little brother, but he's he's got this tough Well, exterior. he saved him from the fire. Well, obviously, that, he's, like, supposed to be the, the strong part of the relationship he's supposed to be the rock my, my guess is that he had an actual little brother lost him oh yeah saved this guy they became a team then he there the little bit of humanity that's left him is is in two things a the relationship between him and that conflict like they love each other and care about each other so much that mm -hmm. they treat each other like brothers and what brothers do is they fight and say the worst things to each other because they know they're going to forgive each other in the end no matter what that's how that works and they do that and that's great but that is embodied in the Ross Rachel discussion mm -hmm. you get the humanity in both of them and how they empathize with these characters and how they communicate through each other with this kid. the whole friends thing is crazy it's not even just the Western, like, culture thing. It's people talk about sitcoms and how characters always have a status quo and never leave it. And when it changes, you have to put a lot of time and effort into it to do it. Hey, I'll, I'll do it if you don't want it. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll take it. Are you kidding us? No, we'll like, trade back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I use my butt. So, <laughs> so, I'll bite the first part of it. Ask him out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I actually do. I have like, sensitive taste. I have to be careful with how you guys Fair enough. You want to just put out your forehead? Because goddamn. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> I feel good with just this. So yeah, I do... That whole Wasif thing is just so... It's such a great story in the middle of this movie, but that character, that performance, 
that guy, I was like, dude, you're fucking hot. Like, I love what you're doing. And it, maybe it really helps when both Farhane is doing something un, un, unaggressive, but both welcoming and calming. Like, you are, you're commanded by him because of how kind his eyes are. And then Omar has that stone face. And you have to read what you can through them. It's usually, it's broken, it's fractured. He won't give you everything. What you get, you get from the flashes of cinematic language when he stops and thinks about things. 7-8 footage, or, or um, Super 8 footage. Then it's brain, then it's this and that. It goes back and forth. All that stuff is really crazy. That's when you get inside his head. And he doesn't express himself until, truly, until he talks with his brother, and then later, positively, when he hears his friend gets to go uh, out and live his life. Mm-hmm. So like those moments are really spawned in between. So I think maybe somebody like Wasif really shines above that in a really interesting way. Um, yeah, because we have that. Uh, I, I really was shocked at how just like commanding he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't really think of anything else. This is just so... Damn good. Top just, to this bottom. Was a very pleasant experience, rewarding. Yeah. And all you saw were the fucking donuts. That's what I was gonna say. Like I my I only saw those donuts. My <laughs> dad usually isn't interested in something like this. He fell asleep a little bit in the middle, but when he woke up at the end he really liked it. And he was like, So how'd you guys pick this? And I was like, Peter saw one scene had nothing to do with the actual like human heart of this movie, right. but just like the style and the humor of it. Uh-huh. And we all got this from it. And if anything, Chris, it just kind of shows you, like, movies are teardrops in an ocean. There are countless like this. All you have to do is give it a chance. And you never know. Yep. You never know. I would say if you're, lo- again, like, l- looking at the scene, I think he looks at them and he's like, you, Why do they have red you are me. It's, it makes them stand out as they're heard. I, uh, it would have been funny if, like, the next scene he just comes out with, like, a red log. Uh, I'm going through the phase. But, yeah, but that's, like, look, they're they're all pinned together. They're trapped yeah. in this man-made structure, and all they want to do is graze in that field, and they can't. Right. I was trying to... Where the fuck are they going to go? It's, it's an a, island. Because, yeah. like, no, here's my thing. It's, like, I was trying for the life of me to figure out, I was like, why was that there? Why was that there? And you brought it, I was like, I missed it. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like staring you in the face. It's like trying to find your keys, and you left them on the counter. It's just a different kind of movie. It asks you to slow itself down. It asks you to look at what these images are saying. In an action movie, the language takes you with it. It, it, In a way, it is holding your hand because it cannot break the pace. If it does, then you lose all reality of what you're looking at. You're like, why are these people doing this? What'd you fucking do? Why did you reach for that thing? That doesn't work. Like that, none of that works visually on that mode on that way. This is, and the and again, the director and his wife make it incredibly clear how important everything is: costume design, set location, uh, production design. Every single aspect of this image is telling you the same thing that everything else is. It's taking you on the journey of this character and what they're going through, and it's doing it as subtly and as simple as possible. And I think the biggest reason is. Channel 4 gave them all the time of the world to do it. They had no hindrance. They had no boundaries. They had the money they needed to do it. And they had complete creative freedom to do this. They had a Scottish wasteland and 
maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars and a few divers because they were apparently one of them was going to fall off the fucking dock. They had producers who believed in them and had faith in what they did based off of the first movie they made. And then what they made is something that really... It, it's one of my favorite movies recently because it just... It's care about these people. Put yourself in their shoes. What is it like to be them? Care about how they feel. Empathy machines. Every aspect of this is to have you feel for these characters. And one of the most important scenes, he's finding the dead body and the guy's like, Hey man, you, you, you left your instrument. Let me take you home. If there's anything you need, can I get the fuck away from me? What do you see? I'm not to be pitied. I'm not stuck here because of you. But that guy's a nice guy. He does go back yeah. to him and he does use his help later. Yeah. Huh. But in that moment, what the guy is seeing is him at his weakest. And what is he sick of being seen as? Weak. It's particularly by his brother, who's like, uh, you need to go fight. And he doesn't want to fight. He sees no need in that. No requirement that. He's an artist. Artists don't go to war. He is Newt. Oh, God. There are, things I like about, there are things I like about Newt in the aspect of a World War II story that shouldn't have been in that movie, but it does understand. <laughs> Let me put it this way. If you were grown up in England, you probably... I'm the only one here who saw that third movie. I, if you grow up in England, you have a strong understanding of World War II, of the history of your country in it. You're going to hear more World War II stories than you are in America. So my guess is she has a better understanding of how to utilize some elements of it. And one of those great elements is, I don't want to be in the middle of this worldwide war. I just want to do my thing with my animals or my instrument. Yeah. I just want to live my life. No, I want to do fair. that. Yeah. And his brother, he even says that to his brother. He's like, do you want my fucking blessing to do this? He's like, no, man. I just don't want to go to war, and I didn't think you should have too. And he's like, Fine. Change the world with your instrument. Play it. And he's like, I don't want to play it. I don't like how it sounds. He's like, no, 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 no. No. You need to play. Please play. This has nothing to do with right. It's not about pride. It's not about your choice anymore. You've made it. You're here. I've made it. Probably dead. Yeah. You still need to play. And when you think about his life, how many times did his brother actually probably was the one person there who was like, play, dude. Play. I mean, he's there at this guy's concert. Mm -hmm. He's recording it. There's a, there's a moment where he's talking to his mom. And she's like, remember where you sang that, where you played that song and your brother sang it? He's like, I forgot how much he sang. It was probably countless moments where the brother was like, play. And he's like, ah, and he's like, I'll sing. And that helped him play. Mm -hmm. I, these are all assumptions I'm making on my part. Mm. These are all, and I think there's a lot of humanity that they probably got from other asylum and refugee stories. And the thing that they probably saw the most in is the things that these guys miss. There's a whole scene where he's like, I just miss the apricot stuff that my grandmother and mom used to make. Mm -hmm. And then they would talk about this metaphor about how in your dreams, you know, that we'll, we'll have apricots tomorrow as in your dreams. And it never made sense to me because we always have apricots. And now I live in a world where I can't have it. And the apricots are burned down because of war. You'll have apricots tomorrow now. He'll never have them again. The metaphor literally became real for him. Yeah. And how many people... Like, think about it, Chris. If you left this country and you were forced to go somewhere, it's the little things. Your mom, yeah. the way your mom makes food. The, the smell that your dad... Uh, gives what he puts on his cologne that he wore all his life. Just the little things you can't get because you're in another country. 
that small stuff yeah. is the shit that buries these people emotionally every single day, every single hour. And it, it, this movie, I think, personalizes that so well and universalizes it so well. Ugh. Yeah. Who would have thought? Not me. You not did. That, not with that donut you, you scene. You did. Peter. I wouldn't have it. I no, I, uh, the refugee. No, 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 no. They do say he's a refugee. Right. No, no, no. You do see the racism. Yeah. Peter, you take your damn victory lap. You earned it too. Victory donut. I was too appalled. No, I. Who would have thought? But here's the thing. There's so much more that you can get out of a movie when you're opening up to it. And it's different when you're like, I know this thing is going to be bad. Let's talk about it and joke about it and stuff. Like, I shit all over the fact we're doing Love Guru and. Uh, Jack and Jill, but who knows? Right. This may be great apps. We may actually. We're spinning have... that wheel tonight. You better be careful. Exactly. <laughs> I'm talking a lot about the, about those movies, but um, I, we. I, who knows? I'm always an asshole about this shit. But at the end of the day, the week comes by, and here I am with an entire story to tell you guys about how this shit happened. I don't. I'm just trying to have fun here. I won't bother you about the choices and why you make them anymore, because who knows anymore. And the curiosity is not the reason I did it. It was Pinocchio. I listened to it and I was like, ah, we had fun. Who gives yeah. a shit? But I, I don't, I cannot say enough how this speaks to Peter's taste in film. How this speaks to the thing that he knows immediately. That's what I want to see. I want to see that. And if you weren't involved in this, you probably would have just gone home and watched it. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. yeah like and there's a lot of openness to that. You can look at, like, Punch Truck Love or all the things that we've, you've seen recently that are kind of like this in some regards. Or when we get to Kubrick and you just, there's a heavy influence in somebody like that and something like this. It's just, I, I, it's the same thing with Animal Collective. That first song I ever heard from them, I'm like, oh, this sounds like Arcade Fire. I'm going to listen to this. Oh, this kind of looks like Wes Anderson. Put it out. I'm kind of interested in this. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh, I've never seen yeah, anything this like is, this. this is or this like, is entirely amazing. different than what I thought it was going to be. And you just get something so much better and richer and human. And oh, I love the double take with the chicken on his ass. <laughs> Here we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, yeah, I it, it speaks a lot to who you are. It speaks to the greatness of what this wheel can do. But it also, right. who knows? <laughs> We may get garbage one day, like something that we're all sitting here being like, ugh. And you took, this was as Hail Mary of a pass as it could be. But I think, honestly, you look at that scene and you're like, yeah, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's probably really good. Maybe it fucks up the landing a little bit, but that was probably good. I think what really threw me off was the first phone scene. Because it's really, it's one take, and it spins around oh. a lot. Oh, yeah. Going from one person standing there, and another yep. person at the phone, all crying, moving back and forth. It's it's very, it's like it's on the fan that just died. So I, I that to me was very, I thought it was going to be that one kind of movement and stuff like that. But really what they're telling you is the same thing you would feel in that moment. is like, what's that? Why is that guy crying? Why is my phone call not working? What are you doing? Why are you standing there like that? Why is this so vast and open? Oh, God, where the fuck am I? I'm just going to start walking. <laughs> so I all of that is in that first opening of the film. I just love it. Yeah, Peter, you can take a victory lap. Oh, no, yeah, I, I will. 
What is there anything you got out of this? Don't rush. Don't rush through. What I say? Is there anything you got out of this that you want to talk about too? Like what your experience of of? No, I mean we all kind of experienced it together. It feels yeah, like yeah, it 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 really was a God. Yeah, I just maybe maybe the first ten minutes in, I was I was set. I was like, oh yeah, I fucking. I made the right decision. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, that, that opening shot really nailed me. I was like, ooh, just that one little simple trick. Just like, refugees stuck in one place, got to wait forever, can't move until they do. Mm-hmm. But they still have to live day in and day out, every day at a time. Just one simple shot does it. That's the last time we're seeing him. That's not hearing him either. Yeah, he's just panting. Um, and this guy, dude, what happens to him? Oh. Does he get deported? I think so. He, yeah, he's deported for sure, but at the same time, it's... He, he goes back. I, it's so sad, you know. The other guy saves his life. He was going to die, and the other guy dies. And, that, and think about it. He says it, too, in the middle of the fight. We're here because of you, because of the guy being deported. So maybe he saves his life, and then they both end up in Scotland, which means that guy dies because of the choice. He ran out in the middle of Scotland rather than being deported, which may have been the case anywhere, but he could have possibly been pulled over by other cops in another area or another gated area. He wouldn't have been able to go to a place where the environment would have killed him. At least lived. So it's a possibility that the other guy's choice was to go here or to be in an area that would force him here and that it was the death of the other guy. We'll never know. Again, all just sort of in the ether. Yeah. This movie, this movie has... It just it just has so much volume and and feeling behind it that this this has got to be one of my this is on this is on my top ten whenever I decide to actually write my top ten this is gonna be on there because it's just so human it it's it's one of those things that really pushes international film for me wanting to watch more of that. This was on Mubi when it came out, so that's another place that I would love. That's a streaming service I would love to spend money on because they really highlight new stuff that's coming out. Um, and yeah, it makes me want to watch new stuff more than anything. Mm-hmm. Human stuff, real stuff, adult It's nice. Stuff. It's from 2020. It's a break. Right? It's a break to watch something that isn't highly genre-esque mm-hmm. and really just is like, hey, this is the language and we're going to challenge you with it. And like at the very end, we're going to give you some ice cream. Yeah. We're gonna give you a some silent ice cream. An, an amazing performance of music. We're gonna he's gonna get the sumac he wants. He's gonna get the catharsis he needs, and his best friend's gonna go off and enjoy the world because he's been waiting here for three years. So, yeah. like it's the happiest ending except for the fact that he doesn't get to go where he wants to go. But he right. is playing his instrument. He is his own person, and he has his own house to himself, so he can wear no pants if he wants to walk around. I think it's a little cold for that. Yeah, it's a little cold. Probably. I mean, he's got heaters. Yeah, they made an emphasis on showing the center of he's that. He's got heater. all the friends to himself now. I like friends. Oh, I think he meant his actual Oh, friends. okay. No, no, I would say, like, his imaginary One got deported, one fucking died, the other one lived happily ever after. All the other refugees got deported because they worked at the fish place. It really is yeah, the guy who explains everything at the beginning next to me is like, if you go to the hill and everything, he got deported at the fish place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Fantastic film. 
I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks. I'm really glad we all watched it together. That yeah, was really I'm fun. very much looking forward to whatever this married couple does next. Okay. I think we are, I think we I think I think I I know what we're all thinking. So I think we should just say it at the same time. All right, I'll move. Three, two, one. Pizza. Pizza. Pizza, pizza. Ow. Ow. Fuck you. I'm sorry. So you guys, you guys feel A+. Plus. Yes. Yep. This story, the, like, as a feeling movie, an emotional movie, this made me, this made me feel so much. Oh, yeah. And I give it an A+, plus for that. But as, as a movie itself, and like thinking critically about it, I also give it an A+. Plus. Same. There's, there's no real room to fucking grow here. It's it's perfect, in my opinion. There's some slog-ish feeling towards the second, the end of the second, beginning of the third act, just a little bit for me, that I don't know what the answer to that is. I really don't. Um... I don't know. I don't necessarily know. I think if they had waited a little bit longer with those fake brothers and spent a little bit more time nursing them, but what you guys are saying are very is on an emotional level. This movie moves pretty clearly. It's like, hey, it's a comedy, and oh no, it's a comedy of of like humanity. Oh no, people are dying. Oh, this is really sad. But hey, you know what? Life's okay. It it is a. a really interesting ride in that regard um and i don't yeah i'm gonna say a for me not a plus but a whatever hater hmm. i absolutely love this experience i loved it watching with you guys there i i'm not saying that because it isn't of that quality but i know that i've had this experience a lot where I just turn on a movie and it, it affects me in really amazing original ways. But this guy's this this team is really smart. It's a guy that really knows how to tell a story in the most detailed, specific ways possible. And then he's married to a woman that loves art, who just loves looking at it, appreciating it, uh, and really is helpful in making sure that everything's needed for that stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go A. All right. Did Zach watch it? No. Okay. Um, I would also highly recommend you watch Army of Darkness. Go watch Asteroid City. It's fantastic. Well, I'm watching Asteroid City no matter what. I gotta see French Dispatch first. Watch my YouTube video when it comes out. But All right, Chris, so Chris, what is do a quick one minute sell to Peter for Army of Darkness? So your thoughts oh God! Uh, remember how I? No, I wanted. I want you to hear his response and his reaction to it. I told you there was a kaiju fight happening outside. Oh, I thought it was the you carpet bombing all the beaters because you got gathered them all in one place. I'm not saying I didn't, you know, create a kaiju and target it towards. I see. This is the lack of the lack of roaring is really it's silent. Why would I make a creature that roars and announces itself wherever it goes? Why would because I do it's that? destructive in a way that no one can stop within the time it's roaring. Why not? It's not that big. Oh, that's it's got a said. it's got to single out the. The Peters on this planet, so it can't be. I don't want to just kill innocent. It doesn't people. just want to wait for the Peters to peter out. Cambodia. <laughs> you have any web left? No. no. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Zimbabwe.
we're just gonna have to kill you. What? Oh no! Anyway, I don't mean to fight you guys on this. It's just I, even watching it that second time, I was like, something in here. Yeah, Peter. Yeah. Toward yeah. right before he talks to his brother, there's just something in there that just doesn't quite work. It starts to feel a little repetitive. I don't know what it is, but. You know, it's an hour and 44. This could maybe, maybe you can shave a scene or two. Uh, and I'm not sure what that would be. But there's something right at the bottom, like when he's at his lowest. When he's talking to his mom on the phone, I'm just like, maybe this is going on a little too long. Something about this. So, but at the same time, uh, I, I do not want to take down what you guys took from it. This, I, this makes me want to see every movie ever. This is the kind of shit that's like, anything that's on, I want to see. Like, you never know. You never know what's gonna blow you away, and that the this third act blew me away the same oh, way man. Rushmore does. I would put this in the same category as Rushmore, and I don't know if I gave Rushmore an A plus, but I think this is an A. So one minute um, pitch for. And by the way, they were on that boat. That's not fake. Damn. Okay, all right. Just something about no, they didn't have the edges of their the edges of their persons. They had no CGI person. Okay. So all right. So one minute sell on Army of Darkness. I uh, remember my reaction to the end of the Old Dead Two. Mm-hmm. It's that movie. Wow, it's a great sell. We so in in terms of this movie that we were watching, we made it all the way up until right before they find uh, uh, they the lost body. body. Yeah, pretty far. Pretty far. All right, guys. I was just replaying the the part where he um. Where it transitions from the boat the, to the oh flashlights. Yeah. That's so a great moment. It's it's really nice. Okay. Alright guys, it's time. For what? For what? It's the bad you wheel, guys. Throw your phone. The deep yes. throat your phone. Um, yeah, but a deep throat your phone. Should I keep the movie playing? Yeah, you should. Okay. When it's good, do it. I need to go into the back wall real quick. I want to watch the Buster Keaton now for sure. I'm going to watch the cameraman. That's the one that sold me on Buster Keaton in the first place. Is there um the backlog? Yes. Okay. I know what I want. Okay. That's enough. <laughs> that's what that sounded like. That's enough. <laughs> um. Yeah, I got mine. Okay. Peter needs a backlog, though. Peter, did you want the backlog? Yes, please. Okay. Bad movie backlog as it stands, and we said. Daredevil, 20, Daredevil 2003, Godzilla 1998, Robin Hood 2018, Who uh, Killed Captain Alex, not him, uh, Gemini Man, uh, No Holds Barred, uh, Masters of the Universe, Santa Conquers the Martians, First City Blues, Max Steel, Super Babies, Babies and Uses 2, Aragon, Van Helsing, Cutthroat Island, <laughs> The Chaperone, Ultraviolet, Aeon Flux, Daddy Daycare, Flash Gordon, uh, <laughs> the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Battle Star Wars. Two are on my fence now, but I think I know what it is. Fuck, man. 
and oh, that's right, I got my free pizza on there, didn't I? I got my knock knock actually on the wheel. So I was yeah. thinking about that. Yep. There's there's nothing that I put on that backlog that's probably Daredevil is the closest thing that I can. Electra's going to be. Electra's coming back. So that would be Deadpool three. Jennifer Garner's coming back as Electra and Deadpool three. I've been. Yeah, let's go with Daredevil. Daredevil two thousand three. I want to get that one. I want to get that one so we can never talk about it ever again. Have you ever seen the director's cut? No. It's a director's cut. Okay, I want the director's cut of Daredevil. Uh, viewer's discretion. I'm, t- I'm, I'm holding it I'm not judging your choices but I do think that you could do some research on bad films man yeah I know there's some good ones out there it's just not to I don't really like to yeah but not, you felt stuck in that moment no I found one that well okay <laughs> Alex you didn't I, you didn't find much on that list you related to is all there's other lists out there that you might find some uh I will, I, there's deep down varsity blues will be fun one day but Southland Tales I gotta try it. he's going for it one I gotta more try time. it you know it's a really crazy movie fifth time's a charm uh, I got little women on eventually so I mean I'm just like cra- that movie's crazy so I think I'm gonna go with Max Steel because I think I've seen, seen that one that movie once in my life uh some bullet time so He's a superhero, right? Nope. Max Steel? Nope. He's an action. He's an action figure. It's a Mark Wahlberg movie, dude. No, it's not. Mark Wahlberg's not in it. Is this this is the one that's the cop and the drug that slows down? No, this is the one from No. No. That's Max Payne. Yes. Yeah, Max Steel, he's like a he's like Andy Garcia, Maria Bello. You've never seen you've never heard of this. Is that the action figure? Uh, show me an image of it. Mm-hmm. No, you're I gonna mean, regret it. No, I wanted to be. I wanted to be a curiosity. I'm show, No, I'm showing. Gotcha, Peter. Uh, yeah, it was probably came you're out. You're not part of this. My guess is it came out like '03, something like that. '06. I thought Max Steel was. Go nuts, kid. What's the year? 2016. We did this movie oh, for my oh, school's. God. Review program. Ugh. Oh God, it's that. Jesus. Let me see. It was at Willow when yes. we, when you and I worked there. Oh wow! So that okay. It's I like, remember this because like, I almost saw it because I directed crazy. that episode. It's like crazy. weird Power Rangers. Travis wrote the episode and st- and starred on it, and he hated this movie. Nice. You'll send it our way. Your phone has a butt crack. It's the screen protector coming off. It's like a butt. crack. I also dropped a face first on the, on the bathroom floor. It's not my proudest moment. That's gross. Have you watched it? Yes. Okay. Um, I told I would tell you if I didn't. Um, oh, I love it. So, Southland Tales, Max Steel, and Daredevil 2003. Oh, yeah, I didn't even say anything this time. I want to shoot out. No, I'm not going to. I want my shirt to be longer. So, <coughs> so you think I. <coughs> Look. <laughs> I was like, I'm not wearing anything. Uh, <laughs> You're like, what are these? I'm not wearing underwear either. I can't say that. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be. Alright. Uh, 
Alright, here we go. Once this plane, uh... What? What? I have warts on my dick. I have no, we warts heard. We heard. We heard. on my dick. We heard. The plane wasn't right over our heads out. We heard. <sighs> <laughs> I warts on my dick. Alright. Three, two, one... I'm wearing no underwear this time. I'm free flowing in the wind. Going true commander. My balls have retracted inside my body because it's a little cold and it's going thin thin. Daredevil 2003. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, promised, gonna work. you promised. It's Alex. not going to work. This is not working. This is no, not going to work. It happened because of Electra. This isn't working. We haven't done it yet. Okay. Ah. So. We haven't done anything to the wheels yet. All right. So like, anyway, 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 no, 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 I'm still stuck. It's like, actually stuck happening here. because I'm still stuck in curiosity, bro. Because Zach is not here. Yeah, it's it's actually happening. Okay, let's let's explain what's going on here. So because we we figured it out. So Peter apparently has more holds the majority of the movies on the curiosity wheel. We, that was what Zach holds about, the majority yeah. on the bad wheel. Alex, you hold the majority on the good wheel. Damn I right. hold the majority on the series wheel. It's this has all happened over the span of four to five, five years. Yes. And it quickly for me though. I mean, very I, yes, quickly. Very quickly. Old, you apparently it was out of whack. Curiosity was bound until you shut like, Ah, finally order, and it's just and it's zoomed into this sort of by chance all of us dominating one in particular wheel that actually is very close. Four to people, four wheels. So. Each, each wheel is actually pretty close to who we are as people, so I find that weird. But because the wheels dictate with a sentience what happens to us so often, mm. whether it's bad or good, we finally have a chance to take control uh, we and <coughs> do something to the wheel <laughs> that needs to be done. And that thing... Did you is, taste it? Did you taste the popsicle when it came back up? <laughs> and... Uh, We've decided to take the person who is controlling each wheel so out of the equation when we spin that wheel. So tonight, because it is a bad wheel, and Zach controls the bad wheel, Zach does not choose on the back wheel. Bad wheel. So we're fucking with it. We yes. are, but at the same time, I, I am not surprised that it was Daredevil, just because of that Electra thing. And it, you know what? Just the fight in the playground. What the fuck is that about? We want to step closer to that. Shitty oh, Ben right. Affleck, guys. We get some shitty Ben Affleck. On the bad That's some good movie wheel as it stands when we sit right now. Z-O-O-M, Zoom. Okay. You said you said that word earlier out of context. Hey, zoom, 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 zoom. Yeah. Little Bigfoot. Both fine. Okay. D-O-O-M, Doom. Hey, Doom, 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 Doom. John Carter. Wow. That John is, Carter is on the wheel? That's three of mine. You picked John Carter? Yeah. I thought Zach picked John Carter. Nope. I thought I picked John Carter. Wait, you hate John Carter? I thought it was alright. You put John Carter on the bad wheel? I thought it was... I, I could have sworn It could be Zach. Zach. No, but, I honestly... No, I mean, like, no, me. legit. I thought that was Zach. Could be Zach. It, no, stop, I, no stop, I keep picking Southland Tales. I'm sorry. So it was either you or... I think it was you. We need to keep track of this. Um, I remember putting something... On with John and Carter, and I 
if, sure it, if it the last bad one we did was Pinocchio, so I'd have to listen to it. I'm fairly certain it was. And John Carter was on there, so it would be Pinocchio that. No, it would be the episode before Pinocchio that we that it would. Uh, okay. I think it was me, but it could have been Zach. Anyway, it's the spirit, the spirit of Zach. I would be no. Zach keeps picking these like, the no the last bad one Zach pick. Yeah, he picks like Dude, Where's My Car, Jack and Jill. The Love, Love Guru. Guru. Anyway, uh, North. North, baby. Velocipastor. Uh, choose Zach. He really wants the. He really wants me to suffer. Um, huh. It may be good. Hard ticket to Hawaii. Ah, be very summery. Razor blade frisbee. Razor baby. blade frisbee. Um, Mac and me. Mac and me. I've never seen it. Don't forget cheese. Classic uh, bad one. Classic bad one. Knock knock. Oh boy. No one's there. I'm um, a decent amount of my Anna, Anna de Armas, Keanu Reeves, and. Who's free pizza? Alexander Daddario. Who's free little Caesar? Before or after Percy Jackson? After, but at the same time, it's going to be hard not to get a little hot uh, under the collar on that one. Oh boy. That's going to. I'm, I'm bringing like a clothes pin. So you put it on I'm my bringing nose. a fucking coat hanger, man. I'm sure you will, Daddy. I'm gonna you abort. I'm gonna anyway. abort, abort my brain. Uh, sure you will, Daddy. <laughs> so I'm gonna do that coat hanger. I'm gonna okay, in my daddy. nose. Do what you need, Daddy. Um, Dungeons and Dragons, specifically 2000. <laughs> yes. Because there are there are two, three movies now. I think you guys would very much enjoy that. Uh, I did it for Zach, so. Dude, where's Alex's car? It's I'm going around I like I like that movie. That'd be Jennifer Garner related to. Oh my God! If we landed on that and Daredevil. Oh dear God! Whoa! Oh dear God! What um, happened? She's she's in both. That'd be crazy. Jack and Jill went up the hill. And, and, no, the and then they person. fell back down. And then they, they fell back down. by the same person. <laughs> Star Crash. Yeah, do you fake Star Wars? Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Oh, my dear God, Christ in heaven. <laughs> and finally... That, that fucking ending was... And so finally, The Love movie. Guru. Yikes. I'd have to watch that fucking Mike Myers... You take off your shorts and put it back Fucking on. Netflix TV show. Tell me to do it. No. Tell me to do it, baby. Zach, tell me... Zach. I'm sorry, what? I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> Don't Did he just... I said... I can't... Fucking, <laughs> oh my, it's what you did earlier. That was so fucking big, you got the names wrong. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. Shagging some sense into him. Yep. Seven, <laughs> A, <laughs> M, <laughs> in, <laughs> the morning. <laughs> I usually take naps on Sunday, but I didn't today. No nap either. <laughs> Anyway, so, um, Alex, can you tell Peter to take his hands up? He's drunk. Yeah, damn um, right. All right, guys, are you right? this is going to hurt really badly. Yeah, it will. Three. Out of context, I like that. Two. One. Bam.
Gentlemen, the next movie we'll be reviewing on the Meister Movie Podcast. Well, lost the pasture. D O O M Doom. More Carl Urban. And who put that one on? You did. I did. This is me. This is arguably the most normal, capable. Quality film on here. This is the least <laughs> a lot. of a bad movie. Think of the ground that's actually kind of good. Cool. Like, All right, I, good night. Bye. I, this is one fuck. of the ones that I was so weird. No, dude, fuck that. Doom? You put it on here, dude. Doom? The most competent bad movie on here, competently made? No, it's John Carter. No, I like John Carter. We'll get to it. John Carter is not does not work entirely as a movie. It has things about it that are good, but at the same time, it doesn't work as a whole. Whereas Doom actually works quite well. It's got a great cast. Like, what you what what sucks about it is that it doesn't sell the thing that you would want to see and that they sold in the trailers until the last ten minutes of the film. But the movie up until that point is not bad. You've got Roseman Pike, you have The Rock, you have Carl Urban, you have a really, really good cast and on top of that it's a propulsive it's a propulsive action film um it's places you can rent it it's It's places rather spend my money on the game wow so um um, yeah it's okay it's this is this it's on netflix oh nice this is not that bad the unshareable streaming platform this is still probably this was still probably suck to watch. It's very... No, not really. I wouldn't say so. It's actually pretty short. It's very close to, like, the first Resident Evil movie. Okay. Yeah. Without the cool laser doors. Uh, I mean, that laser door scene happens once. I actually like the gore in this movie. The monsters. The pre-fun. And then the oh, last... Oh, there's monsters in it? Yes. You've never seen it? No. Okay, so... You know nothing. Do you want to see anything? Okay. You know nothing. We're going we're gonna to watch the trailer. John you know nothing. Well, this, is is a movie, this is a movie where I think watching the trailer is fine. It's not giving you anything odd. But it's based off the video game Doom. You know nothing. It's based off the video game Doom, but the movie is way more like Resident Evil. But the, re- the thing that they sell in the trailer is first-person action. There's a moment in the movie where... Like Hardcore Henry sort of thing? Yes. There's a moment in the movie where something like that happens. It's at the end, and it's only for like five minutes, and that's what annoyed people at the time. But over time, I watched this movie recently because Jenny owned it like two, three years ago, and I was like, oh, not that bad. It's actually kind of good. Not like It's just not bad. Not only that, but The Rock isn't really The Rock then. Like the rock we know these days. Yeah, he's not as It's big. one of his first, first earliest movies. So he's really small and he's playing a character and its arc is really interesting. It's not bad. But I do think we will find things to talk about. We just won't come in being like, all right, guys, let's break down this piece of shit. But I do think we make it a Titan AE thing or something else where we what we do is create a better story out of what we watch. Right. It's, Cool. That would be my guess. I'm excited. It's not bad. All right. We'll see. 
and we're Maybe spinning we'll that. So what was the that. last time you watched this? This is more of a curiosity for you, right? Or have you never seen it? I haven't seen it start to finish. I've seen bits and pieces. I just did something... I've seen uh, movies with Mikey's Deep Dive episode on it, and they they had a rough go of it, and they're pretty they're pretty tolerant. All right, well then I will have to watch that to see what you saw. Yeah, they they I remember them not having a and not really having a good time with it. Like they're like really like grasping at straws, trying because like the whole premise of Deep Dive is that they have to compliment the movie no matter what. They cannot talk ill of the movie no matter what. Okay, I've seen And they that. are given, like, some shitty movies. I've seen worse things than Doom, for sure. Yeah. And we've watched worse things than Doom. We've had a These guys on watched here, Wild Wild West and tried their best to not shit on that movie. I could actually not shit on that movie. It's really easy. There's actually great money thrown at that thing. It's a good-looking fucking movie. You've seen the costumes on that shit? Giant Spider. Um, That's John Peters, and guess what? He's still got his fucking Nicolas Cage fighting a John Sp- uh, giant spider in his... <laughs> John movie. Spider. John Peters got his giant spider. There was his giant spider in there? Nick Cage fighting a giant spider. and specifically is in The Flash. He finally got what he wanted. He finally got what he wanted. Fucking... But, like, that spider is John Peters. It's not the worst thing about Wild Wild West. There's so many other problems whoa, with Wild Wild West other whoa, than whoa. The giant spider. You whoa. know it. The racism alone. <laughs> Whatever the hell Kenneth Branagh is doing. <laughs> the story in and of itself is garbage, but that movie looks great. I don't want to think about it, actually. It's terrible. Yeah, I don't, I don't want you to think about it. I don't want anybody else in this planet. I want to listen to our episode again. So I would say... Uh, that or this, the core. I it's would, either that or the core. Shut I, the fuck up. I would be, hot, I would be amazed if we all watched this again and was like, this thing is hot garbage. But I would be... I think we're going to get something out of this. No, Avatar was on this wheel. Just expect expect some resistance from Zach to call this a good movie. That will be a fight for me. Of course, I don't think Zach will be say this is a good movie. Yeah, it's not animated. (laughs) It's not an anime. It's not anime. No, there's some animated. He would still probably give a pass over this. No. Yeah, a Pixar for sure. No, he will not like this. I don't think so. I agree with you. I'm saying it's not animated. Is why, at the very least. Okay, this might be a fight for the ages next week. I don't know who's fighting against who. I think we're. I think I will. No, dude, you're gonna like if you're really if you're, you if you if you okay like it's I'm gonna I'm gonna go into it with an objective mind, clean slate, and I watch that deep dive. Yeah, like clean slate. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I I won't. I won't go back to it until after I've seen the movie. Yeah. So I watch the movie first, for sure. For sure. For sure, 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 sure. No, he said first, first. For sure, sure first. First, for sure, for sure, fuck you. For sure, for sure, sure, sure. Fuck Please you. don't. Um, on your side, man. Fuck you. It's not your fault. Stop being so cool and awesome and a good friend and a good roommate who's awesome. Okay. Be nice. I'm going to shit on the floor. Oh, he he <laughs> smears... Be imperfect for once. He smears shit everywhere. Peter. Don't dig bastard. To it. What? I didn't hear that. I don't know if I wanted to. I said he had a huge dick to fuck. You want to see it? No. Um, he takes off his pants every time he's been the wheel. <laughs> the fuck are you sticking your... Because the dents. What are you doing? The dents. I squeezed it, it too hard. Really? Well, no, it's not bugs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not bugs. 
There's no bugs in here. It's my finger. Okay. It's not a computer. Okay. Um, so... Doom. D-O-O-M. Doom. Doom. On Netflix. On Netflix. The unshareable streaming service. Yep. The Twitter of streaming services. Yeah, it was. Um, I got it. It's okay. Okay. So, there it is, guys. Next week is the good wheel. Yay! I don't get to vote. <laughs> Can't do this anymore. Alex doesn't, Alex doesn't get to vote. I don't get to um, vote. Because we're trying to sort out this wheel thing. We'll see, yes. how, we'll see how it punishes us. Absolutely. Um, if so, Zach's not here, I get to vote. No, I don't get to vote. No, it, no it'd be a 50-50 between you twos. I'm texting the group right now. We landed on Doom, and Alex is coming or not. <laughs> coming or not? Yes. Coming or not? Hold on, baby. We have to, we have to get real deep, baby. Coming or not? This man learned to come by the girl that he loves. She showed him a bottle of mayonnaise and he showed it a good time. She stood in the back of the room looking at things on her phone. While her parents were downstairs, she was also watching the door. Alright. Well, that yeah. sounds oddly personal <laughs> and oddly specific. He lives across the wall from you. You can see how easily he just was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I fucked a bottle of mayonnaise. You guys just let it slide. Like you did too. Taking the mayonnaise. You did too. Like by taking the mayonnaise. Do you even feel it at that point? Oh, uh, I don't know. Is that Did a he even lot, replace a it? A lot of drugs. Anyway, a lot of, lot of like speed. Young, dumb, and full of gum. <laughs> I He's not the young. Apple a little bit. The other and mayonnaise. All on right. TCM. Just turned on TCM, and there was the Apple, and I was like, "Thank God." D O M do. I can't do it though. Peter won't let me do it. Next time, and then the good wheel. I'll do it one day. And maybe he'll fucking end you. Sure, Mister Pinocchio. Pinocchio was better. No. I, uh, yep. No, it wasn't. Yep. Better than what? I'm doing it one day. Pinocchio was more calm. At the very least, one. I'm showing him the apple one day. We have to show him the oh, apple the one apple. day. Anyway. First Adventures of Zemanak, episode 7, in the apple. Um, okay. A triple R, at the very least. We got a long list. Say goodnight, guys. Good night. Um, what does he say? Uh, Good night. What did you say? Um, Good night. Just like one word. What did you say? Um, like sometimes it's hyphenated. Sometimes. Bye.